0: Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen.
2: everybody and welcome back to another episode of the rpg show i'm your host nick and today i'm joined by the ever lovable kevin how are you doing man good how are you uh, i'm doing all right probably a lot better than you are since it's what one in the morning two in the morning
0: uh yeah it's almost two i think that's two but i, took, I had a nice uh, mug of coffee so i'm good to go
2: all right sweet uh well, if you haven't uh, been able to tell by the title of the show, we're t- today we're talking about uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, or is it Crisis Core or Final Fantasy VII Reunion?
0: The way the I don't know. the way the game's listed uh, on trophy guides and stuff, it's Crisis Core Final Fantasy, or no, Crisis Core Colon Final Fantasy Dash Reunion. But I think originally it was Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. <laughs>
2: okay,
0: but I, I guess title the yeah. I don't know, the titles don't really matter.
2: No, it's say it's Crisis Core, everybody kind of knows what you're talking about anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, well, if you're new here to the show, uh, what we do is we talk about, rate, and uh, kind of review uh, RPGs. We have a mix between old stuff and new stuff, as evidenced by the review today. And uh, the structure of the show is we talk about gameplay, story, visuals, music-voice acting, our overall experience, and if there's any replayability or extra content to the game, and we rate all of these categories on a scale from 1 to 5, and we do allow half-scores, because I said, fuck this shit early on, and you have a half-score to something, and we kind of just carried on with it. Um, so, tell me, how you been doing, man? Uh, pretty good.
0: Can't complain. Uh, just uh, enjoying the... Laid back time of the winter where like this weekend we're not doing anything. We didn't do anything last weekend, so I just been a lot more uh, gaming. So it's nice, not spending money okay. uh, going out and or anything like that. So
2: you just been uh, doing Marvel's Midnight Suns, or are you kind of doing other stuff too?
0: No, I just been mainline and Midnight Suns. I've been uh, getting into that pretty good. Uh, I mean, I like it. Uh, I like comic book IPs and then yeah, I thought at first it reminded me of Mass Effect but now it's more remind me of like a Dragon Age like the way the the or, like the between battles are you know like when you're in the main hub
2: okay so like exploring the world and stuff
0: yeah but there's an, there's only the Abbey but uh, it's it's just not it, you're like walled off for a good partial part of the game so there's something okay. to do um.
2: so when you pick like a mission to go on to you don't explore that you just get the fights right yeah okay
0: yeah there's no exploring uh battles it's just a battle screen and then you have cards you dealt and you do battle from the cards interesting um yeah the battle system's fun trying to figure out you know what's the good deck to have i mean really it's just like the most powerful i mean for me it's like figuring out the most powerful cards and then what the balance cards to build those cards are but it's nothing too hard it's pretty easy actually but
2: i saw like a a developer diary thing or whatever about it and they're talking about the combat system and they're like oh you can set up traps and all this kind of shit and i'm so i'm assuming you just go with like beat the fuck out of dude's cards
0: well you can only do do three you can only use three cards per, per per turn but there's some cards that if you KO someone, you get another play. Like you like we get the card play refunded. So and then ah. yeah, and then there's like um, there are items on the battlefield you can use, and those don't cost a turn. And but they cost so there's like you have to build up. Some cards cost like I can't remember what it's called, but there's like one point or two points, or some are like four points you gotta build them up by using other cards that give you points that makes sense
2: okay so like so it's like a global resource that all your characters share or is it per character everyone
0: yeah globally so um so yeah there's cards so like uh the cards that you build up are like the ones that are quicker or fast cards or whatever and they give you more points that so you can build up the more powerful attacks and then generally there's you know what like instant kill character like uh enemies where like they have no hit points so, like you hit them they're dead and then there's other okay. ones that do have hit points so you kind of kind of the strategy is usually like kill the you know the uh lower level guys to build up your uh your hand or your, your numbers and then uh
2: they go like ape shit on the, the actual dudes with health and whatever
0: yeah uh, okay but like i said there's only three cards you can use and then the powerful cards use up your points also using um the bet- stuff laying around the bat laying around the battlefield uses up points too some are one some are two and then it's like you can build up uh through training at the abbey you can like negate some of those so, like some characters you know the first one's free so there's other characters you, know, you can use like there's different strategies you can go on um and then there's one move you get if you upgrade the Abbey where uh, it's like a free push. So you can push enemies. So there's like, you can push enemies into objects. Like hit them into objects, you know, and that takes health away. Or there's like holes or uh, if you're on the building, you can knock them off the building for a percent chance. Like the, but the instant kill guys are always 100%. And like if they have a lot of health, it's like 10%. So it's, 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 uh, it's not like super simple so it's actually thinking about a uh, battle you can't just like button press press it to the end so
2: okay so there's like a little bit of strategy you have to think about like like uh do i take a risk with trying to like get this 10 percent thing going off or do i just right. be more like liable with like my attacks and stuff okay
0: yeah and also um the so every enemy is going to target a character and if like say that character gets ko'd or gets like there's like a send into a portal type thing or they if they go invisible um like camouflage i guess it, it, it's called then those guys don't do anything they don't like retarget someone else so that's another strategy or uh like some there's like tanks that can draw all the aggro and then you can, like, buff them so that, you know, they, they're basically, nothing happens to them. So there's, also, there's a lot of cool strategy you can do. Okay.
2: So, like, do you, does, like, one of your characters get a turn and then all the enemies get their turn? Or, like, does your whole team go and then the enemies go?
0: Yeah, your, your whole team goes and you can, like, switch uh, in between any of your characters at any time.
2: But you only get three cards that turn. Or is it, like, each character gets three cards?
0: You, you have, like seven cards or eight cards that that are drawn and you you choose between the cards you get so they're
2: oh okay okay but the
0: cards are specific character cards
2: i see that makes a lot of sense yeah okay cool so it's
0: really the battle system is really well done it's it'll keep at least it'll keep your interest that way if you're not interested in the story um it's one of those overarching big like sinister villain where they like
2: definitely beat your ass in the beginning type stories it okay and is the the main character because you can do like light and dark right are like are they like made for the game or are they an actual ip character
0: they're made for the game
2: okay okay
0: it's the hunter so it's, it's kind of, that's what i was thinking like kind of mass effect where it's like your shepherd type thing so oh, okay it has that kind of feel to it so you create your own character um but the everyone else in the game is like basically you're brought back from the dead uh well it's more like hibernation or some magical hibernation or something in the very beginning of the game so you're like in the 1700s or something like that so Damn. so I mean I'm sure they might incorporate this character into comic books now because he's related to a comic book character like a villain he's like the daughter or the son or daughter oh. of whoever like this villain from the Marvel comics so okay <clears throat> I'm sure they'll that usually what happens like it gets integrated into the comic books eventually because it's like, oh, I can use this in my story now. Hell yeah. So,
2: sweet. All right, yeah. cool. What
0: have you been up to? Cl- server closes?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm doing server closure shit. <laughs> I've got, so uh, I recently did Medal of Honor Warfighter. I can't remember if I talked about that during um, the Star Ocean show. So that was a pain in the ass, but did that. Uh, kind of doing this game called Dreadnought which I'm done with all the stuff that I have to manually do, but you have to like play 1000 matches. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm letting my PlayStation run and do that. And then there's also Babylon's fall shutting down in 40 days, which I had been intending to do for a while, but that's at least like a, it's like a 30 hour plan or something like that. So it's not too bad. So once I bust through that, I'm gonna try to get through as much as I can this weekend with that and then start midnight suns, uh, this coming up week. Cool. cool. And, uh, my factory is shut or the plant that we work at, is shut down at the end of the month. So I'll have like a whole week to play midnight Suns That might bust it out that entire week. Yeah. So i got nothing else to do. The
0: first week of February, uh, I'm on vacation that week. So maybe we can knock it out that, hopefully we can knock it out that week, but
2: okay, cool. Cool.
0: That's, that's kind of, well, I'll probably be done by then. So I, maybe while you're doing that, I might do God of War, so you don't have to play it.
2: That's <laughs> well, your call. I've mean, I'd, I don't mind playing God of War, but I would want to play the first one first kind of yeah. thing. Even though people are like, oh, there's a, like a recap uh, of, I guess, the first not, game not in Rock or something. Yeah, it's not like, it's not the same. It'd be like playing like fucking Mass Effect 3 or something or Dragon Quest or, or Dragon Age Inquisition or some one of those games yeah. where like it's like the, it's like a, a further into the series. And they're like, oh yeah, there's a recap, but it's it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. It's like, "Oh yeah, stuff happened with the with the main character before and now you're here doing shit." Right. And it's like, "All right, cuz if I'm not mistaken, the entire franchise is was rebooted with the new God of War, right? It's not it's like loosely affiliated with the old stuff cuz I haven't played any God of War game.
0: It's a soft reboot. So like Okay. Everything still happened, but he's he went from like Greek mythology to the North Norse mythology land. Yeah. He basically killed all the gods in uh
2: in Greece and is like alright moving on
0: yeah and then he just moved on to Norse mythology and he married a giant basically
2: gotcha okay cool yeah well if uh, if, uh you finish Midnight Suns and I'm, I'm still in the progress of it or whatever I I think the next game I'm going to pick is Chained Echoes since people are talking about it
1: yeah there's some it's hype
2: on really that good. <laughs> so it'd be uh I'd, I'd probably pick it because I feel like we need like a an old school type of JRP- or JRPG for the show. We haven't done with those in a hot minute. Yeah, that's uh, and it's apparently it's really really good. So you know, win win. I finally pick a game that doesn't suck ass. <laughs> that's next. So.
0: Anxiety about playing it.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> like fuck Nick, this bastard.
0: Oh well, I mean, Star Ocean wasn't bad. It's just. The game is fine. It's just the tr- like the trophies were anxiety-inducing because of the stupid crafting system.
2: Yeah, definitely. So it's uh, anything with RNG is bullshit. that yeah. They have to do. It's like, come on, guys.
0: Like even this game has some RNG. That's bullshit for the slots and everything.
2: So there's that, and then there's also the like the material crafting, which I guess we'll get into a little bit later. But that was a little little frustrating because like there's all these hidden rules and mechanics behind it. And you like you can't uh, like add stats to certain uh, master materia, and then you can't fuse certain materia to make other materia because if it's fused already, it's like a higher tier, and you can't go to lower tiers without fucking mm-hmm. it up. And then you have certain materia that you can't fuse it with anything else except ones that are related to the slots. It's like, whoa, yeah, why you gotta do this, man? I just want to add strength to this fucking materia. Why you gotta fuck me like this?
0: Mm-hmm. So then I ended up having drainaga you know, because I got to a point where it's like, I had three options, so I have Dranoga as one of my slots, and I'm like, well, I guess I have a high hit points, at least.
2: Yeah, that works. So.
0: Um, okay. All
2: right, well, uh, so, I guess we'll get into uh, the game. <clears throat> so, uh, as I said before, we're talking about Crisis Core. Uh, let me pull up this fucking wiki entry, so I can, like, give you information about this shit because I'm always so well prepared for this fucking show. <laughs> it's like,
0: well, it's a prequel to Final Fantasy VII if you get, if no one realizes that yet. So,
2: uh, it's one of the prequels. Apparently, there's like three or something. There's like some anime they made like there's before Crisis. There's this. There's like a handheld
0: that was actually really good, but it was only in Japan or something where Cisnera was in that and all that, and I think. Uh, you get to play Zach, maybe. I don't. I don't remember.
2: Oh no, there was something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about because you can make your, you have a character created Turk or something, and you do oh, Turk yeah, you're shit. Oh yeah, Turk, yeah. So I don't know what the hell. Like I have no idea what the fuck that is. Uh yeah. Uh. So apparently, the Final Fantasy VII chronology is Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, which was the mole game they had that just shut down. It's a battle royale that nobody played because they put it on the goddamn cell phones. I'm sure it would have been, had some success if it was like on play, like an actual console, yeah. Maybe, uh, and then they did Before Crisis, which is a uh, which I think is the one where you're the Turks, um, and then they did Crisis Core, which is this game, and then you have Final Fantasy 7, and then you have Advent Children, and then Dirge of Cerberus, which is it's a, a, that's everything if you want to do the Final Fantasy 7. Complete experience, I guess.
0: Right, but uh, I'm sure they'll redo George's service too. One day.
2: Why not? Except actually make it good. Yeah, they'll
0: probably change a lot of shit, like this one. They at least made the gameplay uh, enjoyable in this one. At least for me, I liked it.
2: Yeah, it's not too bad. I would have preferred if it was more like the actual Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah,
0: they got as close uh, as they could, though, without like whole, having to redo like the whole game.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're kind of stuck with what they had, which is understandable, because this game first came out in two thousand seven, and it was for the PSP, so they're a little bit restricted in what they could do. Um, and as you said before the show started, it uh, was originally released on the tenth tenth anniversary of Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. and so this one's been released twenty five years after that. It's kind of like uh, the twenty fifth anniversary thing. Yeah. Um, and the game primarily focuses on Zach Fair, who is a, uh, soldier second class, uh, in Shinra's, like, military branch. And, uh, if you had played Final Fantasy VII before, you know that he was, like, according to that game world, uh, he was Cloud's mentor. Yeah. Uh, which is how I got, like, this is what I got out of it. But if you actually play this game, he wasn't really his mentor at all. He was just, like, his friend. Yeah,
0: Diamond is really his it He's kind of like acquaintance, more like it. Like they got a lot. They, cool. had, they they worked together in a couple things, and unless there's like some stuff they just left out, but just to me, it's like they worked together in a few things. They had like you know a bonding moment because they're both like you know from the country, and maybe Zach's all of himself and Cloud.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they they skipped a lot of like them hanging out after hours or whatever yeah. because. Uh, like there's that one, the scene. You, there's an optional scene in Junin or something you could. We could talk to Cloud. He's got uh, like air sickness, I guess, or sea sickness, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. And he like. Uh, then he had like slots later where you see a memory of uh, Zach being like, "Hey man, you feeling better? Better? Do you want to get some food?" And there's like a couple other soldier or not soldier soldiers, but like infantry soldier dudes. Yeah, like, yeah. Because <laughs> Cloud was a inf- just-
0: Cloud uh, was just an infantry man. He was never a soldier. He never had the Mako. Uh, infusion.
2: Yeah, uh, he he tried, but I guess he flunked out. He failed like the psychology profile for soldier, so he's de- like that's why he's depressed all the time because he his dream was to be in soldier. Well,
0: that's what he told like. To...
2: Well, that, well, that's what he told everybody, right? That's because he wanted to be in soldier, but then he got there and he flunked out because he's not good enough. So he just settled to be in the infantry, and so he's embarrassed to go back to me behind. He's embarrassed to go talk to anybody that he used to know because he told them he was like, oh, I'm going to be this big guy gonna be a soldier. Which is why Tifa, when you're in Nibelheim, is like, hey, you know anybody with a Soldier who's blonde? Because she's expecting Cloud to be in Soldier. Mm-hmm. And so that's that whole thing, which a lot of stuff, as in normal life with people, could be resolved if you just fucking talk to each other. But, you know, that's very difficult. <laughs> Communication
0: is hard. But yeah, we can, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely get, we'll dig into a lot of this in the uh, story. There's a lot to do. Even though the story is kind of... Uh... Bare bones, a little bit, I would say. Um, there is some also depth to it.
2: It's uh, yeah, th- for like an overarching plot, it's very like lackluster. But then, as a character study, almost it's yeah. very in depth because you have lots of like nuances and stuff that happens with all the, the different characters that you've uh, were introduced to in like the the core game. And so they're all expanded upon a little bit in this one. Uh, like not enough, in my opinion. Like, but I guess you could always have you always want more yeah uh, with something that's at least attention grabbing like obviously if this was shit we'd be like no like uh like trinity souls of a little whatever it's like i don't really care about the characters too much whatever yeah. we're done <laughs> we got enough of that yeah. moving on but this one at least they the characters um like have well-crafted motivations and uh personalities and they are uh, are, are are engaging enough for you to be in, like get your attention and you want to know more about them
0: kind of thing. But if they were to make this game from scratch, they definitely would the, the characterizations and their like the plot would be a lot better, I think. That, but like for a PSP game, they probably couldn't put too much into it, you know. Well, be... I
2: also feel like in Japan, which is like which is where this game was made for, uh, like we can't fool anybody, like nobody fooled themselves. People in Japan make games for Japanese people and then it's more profitable for them to send it overseas because other people buy it too. But for the the core audience is Japanese people. Right. And they have access to all kinds of extra content. Like you have the Final Fantasy VII game. Then they have like the little extra books that they put out like their art books and you have like lore books and all kinds of shit where they go through and they talk about all this stuff. And that shit doesn't get released in, in English or any other language usually anywhere else. So then you have, like, these other games and other, like, shows, like, animes and whatever that come out that expand on the stuff that they already have been expanded on before. So if you're not in Japan and any of this stuff gets, like, translated or you can't read Japanese or whatever, uh, you are kind of, like, left to the mercy of what the fuck they choose to give you. So I'm sure there's, like, a companion book or, like, a show or like even, like, an audio book thing or something like that that has a lot more depth on all of these characters and all their motivations and stuff, but we just don't have access to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is, like, it's a shame, but you know, it is what it is. That's what we get for not being Japanese. Right. Uh But yeah, so this game's about Zack, and... and uh it's like his brief time before... Oh, sorry, what were you saying?
0: Oh, well, I was going to say, this was re- re-released uh, on P- PlayStation 4, 5, what else... Uh, I think
2: it's on X, is it on Xbox and stuff? Xbox
0: One, Xbox Series X, Windows. So it's on every Basically, on, every, Nintendo Switch, it's on everything now.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh in twenty twenty two, like the end of twenty twenty
2: two. December thirteenth.
0: Yeah. Um
2: You can also if you didn't pre order it from Best Buy, you can also buy the Steelbook on eBay for a hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, I thought I was gonna do that, but I was like, nah. That's not worth it. <laughs>
2: Apparently, like they in Japan, if you bought, it, you can buy it, you could like pre-order it on a website or something on the, I guess, the Square Enix website, and it just came with the fucking Steelbook. But then Best Buy got the deal, and then they only made like I don't know, a thousand Steelbooks or some random bullshit. It's like, come on, because apparently they announced the Steelbook thing for people. Cause I, was, I was, I was researching this because I was like, when the hell did they do this? Why did I miss out on this? And they're like, yeah, they put the Steelbook up for pre-order, and then like a couple days later, it was sold out already. Like, yeah. why? Why? It's a Final Fantasy game. What the fuck do you mean he sold out of steelbooks? Well, just like them selling out of the fucking remaster, pixel remaster bullshit, yeah. fuckers, asshole pieces of shit, <laughs> yeah. fucking goddamn cunts. Anyway, uh, yep, Zach Fair and his life before like Final Fantasy VII takes place, and like uh, what happens to Cloud, like how he gets to be the way he is, where he assumes the role of Zach through the main story. Uh, and this game also introduce, introduces new characters into the world. You got uh, Angeal and Genesis. And Sisney. And Sisney, yeah. But she doesn't really show up anywhere else, right? And they uh, the first don't they like they, they refer to like Genesis and Angeal in other stuff, don't they? Or is it just... Well, they refer to Sisney that... too
0: in Final Fantasy VII because they're like, oh, wait, our other partner or something like that, right? They lost.
2: Uh... Maybe apparently in the world, in the world, uh, like sometime during between Crisis Core and Final Fantasy VII, a bunch of Turks like just left the organization, so that's why there's only a couple of them left, or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. Re- they don't. Re- as far as I remember, they don't mention Cisne like by name ever. No. And anything else, which is a shame because I think she's a decent character.
0: Yeah.
2: But. I could, but I could have sworn they like mentioned Genesis or Angel or something somewhere in like a different media, like Advent Children or something. But maybe I'm mistaken. I'm probably mistaken because I don't fucking keep track of this shit.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know either on that.
2: Uh, and we'll get to more of the stuff in the actual storyline thing. But essentially, uh, it's like Zach starting off uh, in his journey to becoming uh, the hero he wants to be, quote unquote. And making soldier first class, and his relationships with his mentor Angeal, and Angeal's friends Genesis and Sephiroth, and their storyline, and like what happens to turn Sephiroth crazy, and all this kind of shit. And that's pretty much it. So and it dovetails uh, it
0: dovetails into the start of Final Fantasy VII. So
2: essentially, yeah. I think it's like the end of this game is like a couple, like maybe a couple months to a year before seven, because it looks like in seven, like Cloud's already a hardened mercenary, but at the end of this, he's like still coming out of his fucking Mako poisoning coma thing. But it does so show this- that
0: scene where he is on the train again.
2: Yeah, but his armor's all uh, studded up. Like he's he's got like uh, yeah. the Cloud ar- the Cloud armor of the sol- the version of the soldier armor where he's got the studs and he's got like random piecemeal pieces of metal on his shit. So it's definitely... It's not like immediately right after this. It's sometimes past. They don't really expand on any of his mercenary activities or what the fuck he did. Uh, all right. they, they didn't even talk about how he adopted the persona of Zach. It's just... Because at the end of this, of this, he just gets the sword, the buster sword, and he's like... I don't remember the words exactly, but he's kind of like, okay, I'll do what you want thing.
0: He says I'll carry on your living legacy, I think, what so he says.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... If you've played the original Final Fantasy VII, like, you know, he, somehow his brain gets fucked up from the Maka poisoning and he gets imprinted with all the stories and shit Zach told him. And so he, be, he thinks he actually did all that shit, but he didn't actually do all that shit. It, whatever, whatever. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Crisis Score. So, uh, with that, all that out of the way, that brings us into the uh, gameplay section. Um, and as. We've started this uh oh, I don't know, like eight or nine episodes ago now. Uh we have a couple extra categories in gameplay. Uh Kevin usually talks about them, so I'll let him have at it.
0: Okay. Uh gameplay. Uh it's an action RPG where you're it's uh, you're playing as Zach. Um uh I guess uh I'll start with Battle System. Um when you're on missions uh you'll get into random battles and you know uh you can you know x to wait what is it square to attack x will dodge r1 to block um and then you hold l1 and you can use your materia that you have equipped um circle uh will use your items so you gotta like kind of hit L2, R2 to cycle through your uh, items. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that's that's the basics of the game is, like, you're playing as Zach and you're running around and, um, as you're going through the story missions, you know, there's other things that happen, but, uh, there's also a bunch of, like, side missions where you're just running th- from one point to the other, collecting treasure chests, um, and you know, you're going through. Getting random battles as you run through. Um, also, part of the battle system is like a slot system, basically, where um, as you're playing, slots continuously run, and as you, you know, as they hit like sixes or sevens, there's like a, a whole list of things that, um, depending on what the slots land on, the number wise, you get uh, stat ups or uh, you know buffs or uh, debuffs um, hit points re, you know replenished um, what else is there anything else like that missing for what the stat ups are
2: uh, I mean it's pretty much the same thing as from like Final Fantasy 7 because you got your barriers you got yeah. regen you got uh, like strength like attack up attack down yeah you get all that uh, like stats up stats down, poison I don't think there's paralysis in there but you can get petrified if I recall correctly by something um, but you can like break out of that I don't know if there's sleep I can't remember there's reruns oh yeah there's a well like cause you can get those like health material that got like stun like stop stun so I guess that is stuns like paralyzed but not really uh, sleep instant death
0: yeah um, Those
2: are like the main ones, I think. The like the most the really fucked up ones. Like the other other status effects don't really matter too much because when you end the battle, like, I think that clears it all out. Yeah.
0: Um. So the other thing with slots. Uh. So there's characters that you meet through the game, and they will be added to what is called the DMW, which is the Digital Mind Wave. And if all three uh, portraits line up you get a limit break that you can use. Um, and, you know, limit break's different per character, but, you know, basically, uh, sep- you know, they're all like basic attacks. Some are like magic attacks, some are physical attacks. Um, I'll go through the list here. Uh, there's Sephiroth, uh, Angeal, Sang, Turks, Cloud, Aerith, Sisne, and Genesis are all your characters that give you limit breaks. Um, the other part of that, there are summons that you can get uh, Infrit, Bahamut, Bahamut Furry, Odin, Phoenix, and Chocobo, Cactar, Tomberry, Cat Sith, Moogle, and Magic Pot. Um, so, most of them are attacks. Uh, Aerith is a healing one. She'll give you basically all your health back. Uh, Sis. System-
2: don't forget to mention there's, like, different levels to each of them. Like, there's level 1 through 5. Okay. And if they're level 5, they usually do something extra. Like, Aerith will give you invincibility as well as full healing you.
0: I guess I didn't really pay attention to that.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: So, uh, yeah, they, I guess they, there's different levels, but I'm not sure. Do you know what the different levels do?
2: Uh, it's just, like, a, a sliding scale, kind of, of, like, percentage-based increase on whatever it's doing so like a level one attack would be kind of weak but then like a level five one would be super strong and usually have like an extra effect um uh i don't know like but it's only for some of them like i think like cisnay's lucky stars ones the uh, once you hit like level three plus you always get heavenly but then if you're like one or two you only go to um the level before that new dmw like whatever that is dw whatever the fuck it is uh (laughs) Yeah, uh, but like you know what I mean, like because you can have like the the spirit gauge underneath t- there too, like your I guess how how high the emotions are, like it's normal, high, yeah. like, elevated, and then it's heavenly or something, right? And that boosts your chance of like getting a roll that's of memory or or, uh, or like a good actual like slot matchup or whatever the fuck. I'll give you a
0: limit break, more likely. Yeah. So.
2: Um, and I think oh like the the item guy the magic pot. Mm -hmm. the different levels that he's at will give you different items from the enemies too. like the level five one obviously gives you the best shit uh the the level one gives you like shit like uh an elixir maybe sometimes or something yeah so not too bad but not like great either
0: but the the shitty part about it it's all rng so there's no way to control um who what's the limit breaker gonna get until like later in the game you get some uh like materia that, like, increases it, but it's still, like, not 100% going to happen. It still takes some time. Um, so, yeah, they all get, they all have their own uh, limit, or materia you can get for them, but, I mean, Phoenix only happened for me three times. <laughs> you know, Cactar only happened for me three times playing the game, and I played 50 hours, you know, so. Uh, it's more uh, the character limit breaks that happen than the the summons. I mean, I did get in for it a lot, but that's because he's the first one. I just remember uh, Odin back in like when the original game. I got him a lot, and like just by running around, and he would save my ass because he want you know instant kills everyone.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because he's got. He
2: pissed me off once. I spent like twenty minutes fighting some dude where I was just pinging him for like hundred damage, and he had like I don't know, twenty two hundred thousand. So it was like some crazy amount of health, and I was sitting there for twenty minutes fighting this dude. And then when he had, like, a sliver of health left, Odin came up. I'm like, you bitch, where were you 20 minutes ago?
0: <laughs> so Odin doesn't work on some, uh, mo- like, bosses either, so that's annoying. So it's like... I get it if it's a story battle, but just in, like, uh, you know, random you know, side quest battle, you should let Odin kill him, I, th- I feel.
2: Um, oh, did you mention also that the for the summons you have to get a limit break and then it'll like randomly be like oh chocobo mode or some bullshit and then swap over to the summon it's yeah. Reels, yeah, or, like I you get say. fucked out of a limit break
0: yeah it's just DM or it's just RNG if you get a summon or
2: not so uh. but you can't stack them so you can you can save your summon because you can use it with L3 and R3 and then if you also get a limit break that use that with what triangle right or something yeah
0: so you can stack them yeah you don't have to use them right away but it will overwrite if you get another one, so you can't. They can't stack on top of each other. You can't have two summons stacked. So, uh, the only, let's see, uh, besides the damage, the only other ones that do something different is Cat uh, Seth, the cures poison, silence. And activates barrier, magic barrier, endure, MP and AP cost serial, and null physical magic. Um, Moogle power raises the level of all equipped materia. And activates Reagan. Uh, level increase is to is equal to the level of Moogle power. So that's one
2: way to level up your materia. Um, I'd go so far as to say it's the only way to level up your materia, because otherwise you're just left at the mercy of. Like pure RNG. Yeah. Like most of my material leveled up because of the Moogle shit. Like just randomly. Like I'd have like, what? Like for some reason I kept getting one ones matched up a lot. Where like in the other slots I wouldn't get like matches as often. But then I'd pop a Moogle and be like, oh, Moogle level four, and all my shit just leveled up, got yeah. matched out. I'm like, all right,
0: that's cool. Uh, and then item mugger is uh that magic pot, and you get material or items based on what you get, uh rng basically uh, but yeah for materia you can level it up but it's based on what slot it's in so if you get all ones the one slot gets uh level up or all twos um so yeah it's definitely a lot of rng um uh, materia is really important in this game um so you you have six slots for materia i think you start off with four right before you get soldier level or before when you're soldier level oh, yeah. two, right? You only have four slots, and then you get two more slots when you get the new uniform. Basically,
2: yeah, to rank one. Yeah,
0: um,
2: you also only start with two accessory slots, and you have to do commissions to get the other two. Yes,
0: and that's what the accessories are definitely what really break the game. Like, you can get 99,999 hit points and nine like break all the damage barrier which goes up to 99,000 and um eventually you get like some equipment where all magic and ap oh that's another thing to talk about so there's uh magic materia and then like attack materia and the attack materia costs ap and attack materia costs mp um and then there's also sp which all uh, is what i mean you use it every time you roll the slots which is automatic i think it's like 10 and you also use that to uh fuse materia so the higher the the level material the more sp you use um so when you really start using it you, it goes really quick uh i think that's about everything there's no like Besides accessories, you can't change your weapon or armor or anything like that. It's all, there's no slot. There's nothing in there for that. Um, Your stats are attack, vitality, magic, spirit, and luck. Uh, Vitality is your defense. Spirit is your magic defense. And then luck is how often you, I think, roll good stuff on your slot machine.
2: Is that what it is? I thought it was like item drops, but I really didn't look too much into that. Because uh, everybody everyone's like, oh luck's the dump stat, don't worry about that. I think it's both,
0: but I mean there's no I guess there's no definitive way to tell and not, at this point because people haven't uh, you know, broken the game yet. This, Fair. Um anything else in battles? Battle system you want to add?
2: Uh yeah, sure. We talk about the actual leveling up, which is bullshit. It's oh. the most bullshit leveling up system I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, it's bad because they hide your experience. Like you get experience. Like there's actual experience for killing shit, but they don't tell you where, like how close you are to the next level. And the only way you can level up is at randomly, like during a battle. You have to get seven, seven, seven on the slots, and then it's like, oh, you leveled up. Like, okay, cool. Which like. Because of the way the system works, you don't need to level up too much. Like ultimately, it doesn't affect too much because you're mainly relying on your materia and the stats you've uh, given to the materia. But at the same time, uh, like each level up you get does increase your base stats by a small amount, and they do build up. Like they add up eventually, and mm-hmm. they do help you, uh, you match, like hit the the stat caps faster or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Like I saw a dude, uh, no hit the super boss on hard mode with at level six, with the the toss materia. So you don't really need the stats if you know if you know how to play the game, which I guess applies to any game. You don't need any of that shit. But uh, I can't imagine <laughs> doing any of that shit for like a normal person. Yeah. And it's like. I don't understand why they hid the experience behind, like why they hide it. Because it's not like it'll change anything. Uh, I don't, it, to me, it's just like a, a weird, a super weird design choice, and it kind of—I wouldn't say it pissed me off, but it's kind of like why? Why? I don't understand why you hide that. It just—I don't understand why you hide that and then like make you—you you only level up if you roll seven, 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 sevens. But apparently, there's like a safeguard system in place where you have you have too much experience built up. The game, like, forces 777s, seven, 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 so you do, like, level up. But it's like, why? What's the point? I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that either. <laughs> Maybe that's what ha- luck has to do with it. Maybe if your luck's up, you'll roll 7s more often or something. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, they don't really explain it, so... If they don't care, I guess we, we shouldn't care. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: It's not, like you said, it doesn't really affect the gameplay, because by the time... You want to get stronger. You just find the better equipment and materia, or you um, fuse your materia. So when you fuse it, you can get um, different uh, stat ups with your like with your equipped materia. So you can get your hit point to up to ninety nine nine uh, hundred um, ninety nine percent, I think, or maybe it's nine hundred ninety percent, and then the magic and attack and all those stats can get up to two to ninety nine, and you max out 255 so once you're maxed out then you just got to up your uh, you have to you get the equipment that breaks the uh, limits of your hit points magic points AP stuff like that
2: and damage damage is the most important one if yeah. you're not breaking your damage limit you're going to be fucked
0: well main game probably
2: not Well, sure, but we'll max out on damage way before you can max out on, like, HP and stuff.
0: Right. So,
2: yeah. And I would argue you don't even need to break MP or AP limits because I never felt the need to, because by the time you're able to, you also have equipment that's, like, oh, no, just automatic no-spend MP, no-spend AP. So it's, like, okay. Well,
0: if you're in the beginning trying to, like, get as far as you can in the, in the, the missions... Then, yeah, you kind of, it's well, also when you're uh, leveled up to Soldier Level 1, every time you finish a battle, you get a stat, inc- like, you get some hit points up and AP up, based on how well you do. So, if you, like, kill everyone one hit, basically get your magic back, or your AP back, depending on what you used.
2: So, well, it depends on how good you do. Yeah, right. Because like you have to get no if you don't take any damage, I think then you get like plus twenty to everything. But then every enemy you kill with magic, you get plus five. Or with uh, yeah. an attack skill, you get AP plus five percent.
0: Yeah. So my then... my basic strategy was uh, I use Electrocute a lot because it hits a lot, even though it's random. There's like you know five or six of those that hit the ground, and then I use dual cast with that, so it's like a shit ton. So I basically killed everyone in one hit uh, that wasn't immune to it. And I also had like another, then I had a hell you know, Blizzaga or hell something with the uh, elemental materia, so that way um, I was basically hitting or safe from like all the Saz effects until I got the uh, armor that I didn't need that anymore. Yeah. then I use costly punch because there's, like, one stupid enemy that no magic attack uh, hurts them. Like, those big, like, mammoth-looking creature things. I was always mad when I saw those. I'm like, oh, dang it. I got to get some kind of attack material on there.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, so I was reading about those dudes because, like, I was trying to look ahead on, like, how to build, like, get the, like, OP builds and whatever. And they're like, oh, on this mission, there's going to be a an enemy that's immune to magic and stuff. And physical attacks or whatever, or not immune, but like it has a wall on or whatever. Yeah. And you need to have some kind of non-elemental attack, like a punch attack. So make sure you have goblin punch or iron punch or whatever the fuck it is, or costly punch. And I'm like, okay. So I had one of those on and I was still only doing like 100 damage per hit. And I'm like, this is, what the fuck? This is bullshit. (laughs) And then I also realized I had darkness equipped. So I just used darkness once and I one shot it. I was like, why do people be like, oh. Use one of your punch moves. So you make sure you have a punch move when you could just have darkness. Darkness oh. worked fine. I don't understand. There's all kinds of weird shit. Yeah,
0: darkness does work until it doesn't. There's like a point where those guys darkness doesn't hurt them either. I thought, or maybe I'm wrong.
2: Oh well, I only ran into one of those dudes like on my my route to becoming OP, and then by the time I had costly punch, so I didn't yeah. like I didn't notice. Yeah, if, if I saw another one,
0: punch you don't need anything else. That'll hit for 99,999 damage every time.
2: Yeah, my strat was I pumped magic first, and so then I I electrocuted everything I came across. Right, so you did the same thing I did. (laughs) And then uh, once that wasn't really working anymore, I switched over to maxing out my HP, and then using costly punch on everything. And then I got to a point where it was faster to go back to electrocute everything because I was able to have my stats up and didn't use any MP, because my original problem was I was using too much MP, and I would mm-hmm. run at MP, and have to, like, use an ether, so I was like, well, costly punch is just faster, but then, like, so there's, like, a back and forth thing, and then by the end of the, like, by the end of the game, when I was running through shit, I was just spamming electrocute, dual cast, or whatever, yep. and that took care of most shit, so it's was like, well, this is fun. <laughs> Nothing like breaking the game. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, we went down the same path, then. So... I never got. I never used the gills throw, so I never did that. But um...
2: well, I saw, like I said, I saw that video of the guy doing the super boss at level six uh, with the gil toss, and I was like, that looks fun. I want to do that. So I may, I may have wasted an hour grinding for Gil, on a fight that would have just taken like an extra ten more minutes with Kause <laughs> punch, but I well, had a good time. And, like it well. was more. It was one of those things where like I don't want to like fuck up and get killed or whatever so i'll just take like the super safe route and because i think with cosmic punch you can't break her um like judgment arrow thing right it's her ability thing she uses but with a guilt toss you just like throw a fucking a handful of change at her and it knocks that shit down and you don't even have to worry uh, about it
0: yeah you gotta i just uh guarded well what did i do yeah i think you just gotta take it and then that uh yeah that's what i did I just Took it and then heal r- real quick Okay. You just have to have, a. I think it does, like, 750 damage. And so I just healed right, yeah, that's what I did. I just healed right after that. Gotcha. So, yeah, that was, because if you try to, like, get it down, it's just, you're not fast enough, and she'll kill you. So just, Yeah,
2: because uh, costly Punch is a double-edged sword, right? So, like, you use it too much, then you get your health too low, and yeah. she still hits you with the attack and kills you, right. or whatever.
0: So I was, like, holding R1 and L1 and, like, rolling around and shit. Yeah. I did post that on the the Discord if everyone watched that video. I posted my uh, Minerva fight. So. Okay. I think that's Battle System, unless there's anything else.
2: No, I don't think so. Uh,
0: Yeah. For character growth, like we said, it's XP... EXP uh, you get from battles but you can't see and then random DMW rolls to 777 to level up so um, minigames there's actually uh, quite a few minigames nothing like is amazing uh, but each like each chapter had its own like kind of unique minigame which is kind of cool uh, so mixed it up a little bit it wasn't like the same thing over and over again uh, the main game is pretty breezy like it's fun and it's not super long so if you just wanted to play this just for the experience uh and not have to worry about the side missions i mean i think it's uh, definitely a fun enough game for that um but besides you know for many games there's like the like i said the three there's 300 side missions you can do uh to get super op or you don't have to do any of them or i don't, I don't think any of are mandatory? Are they? I think
2: you have to very. I think you have to do the very first one because it's part of the tutorial. Like this is how missions work. So make sure you do the first mission and report back to me, and then we oh, yeah. the storyline or whatever.
0: Right, right. <clears throat> um, but at first, they're kind of addicting because it's like short little things are fun. You can get like, you know, you can see like some. You get higher materia or better items or something like that, so it's kind of addicting in that way, and then. You know there's a point where it's like okay i need to move on with the story because i'm getting bored and you kind of back and forth with that and then at one point i'm like i just want to go and fight minerva so i'm just going to keep doing these until uh, i'm op and i can get to it um so there's a
2: oh if you are going to do all the missions though there are some that are missable and then also you get locked out of a bunch uh at the end of what chapter seven or at the start of chapter 8 whenever you get a behind they're missable you if you don't
0: accept them from like the NPC but I think you can do
2: them anytime right well somebody said you have to do the ones that take place like in Midgar or something because you can't do them or something after you get a Nibelheim. I don't know I didn't oh. risk it I just did them all before
0: oh yeah maybe that's true I did, I did them all before too because those are super easy ones like, it took me like a minute to run through those ones oh yeah because I was like super OP at that point like, uh, this is like a level five mission, I'm like doing level tens. Um, so yeah, besides that, there's a mini game where uh there's some missiles getting fired at you and you gotta slice them at the right time. Uh squats. Uh there's some squat mini games, kinda like if you played the remake, it's kinda like that. Uh where you gotta hit the button at the right time to speed up your squats and whoever has the most at the end wins. Um, there's a mini game where you're on a date with, well, I don't know if it's a date, but it's you're with Aerith trying to, your wallet gets stolen, you're trying to find this kid, right? Uh, there's some perfume mixing you can do after you get your wallet back, and if you mix it perfectly, it raises your affinity of Aerith, and there's a trophy related to that. Uh, number guessing, which I don't remember much of that one, uh...
2: Uh, that one is, uh, you can do it with or without Aerith, and it's easier to win with Aerith because the the, the little kid will give you a hint. You're like, oh, there might be one, two, or three people coming by, and then Aerith will be like, oh, I think there might be three, four, or five people coming by or something. And then you just pick the one that they both pick. like So that would be number three. Yeah, and yeah. And you just win it. But otherwise, it's like, good fucking luck.
0: Yeah, it's like it's- number guessing, like, that's a d- <laughs> so dumb. Uh, it's not the greatest one, so that's for sure. There's one that's like Find the Wutai Spies, uh, where one of the guards uh, lets you know there's six spies hiding uh, in various locations, and he gives you hints, and they're all kind of like NPCs you've been talking to the whole game, and a couple of them are like, oh yeah, that's the one guy that's acting weird when I walk by him, Uh, but some of them are kind of... uh, Better hidden, like there's one that gets off the elevator and he doesn't. He's like, These elevators are confusing, and he ends up being a spy because. And you're like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense because he, if he was a spy, he wouldn't know the building that well. So I thought that one was pretty cool. Uh, there's one where you gotta build a flower wagon for Aerith, um, and you can build three of them, you just gotta get the parts from different find them on the ground some of you get uh, doing the squats mini games uh, some of the some
2: are from doing the missions
0: missions you get some from missions those are like the story missions that you have to do or not have to do but you have to do or that you get locked out of them right those are the yeah those are the mid-guard ones there's uh, so one called the seven winners in Nibbleheim, or when you're in Nibbleheim there's a little kid and he's like go oh, look at this or this thing uh, there's a, some bombs you gotta fight I mean it's just kind of like
2: well it's like he, they they dress it's it up as a treasure hunt but then it's not a it's, a tra- it's not it's like bullshit you know like it's like kid story bullshit like oh there was a a shining light at the top of the 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 water tower people said it's a, like a ghost or something and you go check it out and it's like a a pocket watch somebody left up there that shines in the light sometimes or some bullshit you no know,
0: that's the phoenix material one
2: well, I know, but like a oh. this is an example of like a kid story type thing cuz I honestly don't remember any of the seven wonders. Uh, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's like like well, I think one is the 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 locker from like the original or the safe from the original Final Fantasy 7. The kids like, "Oh, there's something in there. You have to open it." Like voices yep. laughing from the 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 safe.
0: It's like a cactar in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's another one. Uh and then the,
2: oh, yeah, cause the Phoenix one was, oh, the the well of water turns red sometimes, who knows why. And you're like, and you literally you literally walk up there and you see a big fucking red materia. And you're like, "Huh. This is probably why. How did nobody fucking notice this before?"
0: Yeah. Yeah, like not, some of these aren't the greatest. Uh, they just throw they probably just threw something together real quick. <laughs> and then the last one's is called the Cascade of Treasure where uh, at the end of the game there's a waterfall and some treasures come off of it and if you get them all you get a trophy but uh if you get hit by a monster you get stun locked and you can't get all the treasures so so uh nothing like too great the the missile one was pretty fun the spies one was pretty fun uh squats wasn't bad like i did that one pretty easily I felt like the one, well, the remake Final Fantasy was a harder for sure, but maybe it's because I did that one like I did, got the trick for that one. This one was easy. I don't know.
2: I struggled with the squats when this go around because they changed the camera angle every time you like speed up, and that fucked me over sometimes. Oh really? Because it's like. Like you have like your fixed position camera, and then you're like you're doing your pattern, you're doing your pattern, and then like you get to the next like tier of speed or whatever, and then like they pan in on Zach's and they rotate the camera or whatever, and like, I'm like fuck, I can't see the timing properly that I need to get, but I got it eventually, and I was fucking glad that was over with. But then I also uh, the Wu Tai one pissed me off a little bit because some of the NPCs you have to talk to multiple times. And I didn't realize that because like I talked to one guy and he's like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm supposed to be here or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, isn't something supposed to happen?" Whatever. i so, like, I'd leave and come back and I would talk to him and he says the same thing again. I'm like, "What the fuck? I must be missing something." <laughs> and then so I looked it up. And people were like, "Yeah, just keep talking to him." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> no shit." Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Thanks, game fuckers.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But uh, as we kind of discussed in um, pre-show, this game uh, obviously was a handheld and was made for Japanese kids riding the train or the bus. So you can play, you know, a couple side missions or, you know, the story's really short. So it's not like you're trying to play it all, uh, you know, in hours at a time. Uh, you're just doing it like it in short 30 minutes to, ha- to hour bursts and... That's where you know the fun for this game was supposed to be from. From, so trying to you know playing it as a sit down fifty hour JRPG, it's not what it's made for. You know, it's it's you know for a little short bursts.
2: Yeah. So for me, that takes away from it a little bit. Yeah. Because it uh, we do we did sit down and play it for a long time and it's like fuck. Yeah. I definitely need a break for this now
0: um so moving on to traversal you you know you're just on the the map like the the main game and you're just on foot there's no like overworld map there's no you know airship or anything like that it's just like here the game puts you in the you know in the mission or you're on the side missions and you're just running through the level I mean, uh, in between missions, you know, your your home base of the Shinra, the Shinra main, what's it called? The Shinra's main base, basically, and Midgar.
2: Um, I think it's just like Shinra Tower or some bullshit, right? Yeah, maybe. Like the Shin Shinra headquarters. Yeah, and then
0: you can go down to the slums and Sector Eight just loveless avenue you get to play you know go around run around there um but then when the story missions happen you're just thrown into wherever you know Nibelheim or whatever the gungaga wherever you're gonna go um shops uh there's no well i guess there are some shops uh in like the main there's a couple in maybe just one in the was that really a shop in uh the slums do you buy anything from that guy ones that actually end Uh, up being just like the oh i forgot one of the mini mini games where you have to do the materia pickup but uh, that one sucks Yeah, that one one sucks really hard like this is annoying (laughs) because the camera angles but the actual shops you buy from are all in the uh, menu screen. And there's just a spot for shops. And there's about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 16 shops. And you collect them by doing uh, more missions. Uh, you sh- yeah, for, for completing a mission, you get a, a shop uh, information. So... Uh, And they all sell, you know, some sell uh, potions or item shops or some sell materia and some sell accessories. Um, What is unique about this game? Like we kind of already mentioned, there's the slot mechanic, which I, I don't think any other game has had. Maybe, maybe there's something, I don't know. Do you know
2: anything about slot mechanics like that? Uh... You have to say that again. Wait, for the what? What those, is unique? Slots for... slots. Oh, you mean just in general? Yeah, yeah
0: uh, for another game. There's not like uh, a plot, like where you're in battle and it affects
2: you, is there? The, cl- uh, the closest thing would be like Kate Sith Limit oh, yeah. Break in, I think, original Final Fantasy VII. But, uh... I don't know, we could look it up. Yeah, the right. games with plot. Um,
0: <laughs> the I other can't. things are the that's unique uh, is that you get like text messages or mail. You get emails, I guess, on your phone uh, from different people. Um, to give you some plot points, I guess. Um, that's. Basically, I mean the the battle system is kinda unique. Where you hold the button to shoot your materia and do attack materia. But it's pretty pretty normal, I guess, stuff.
2: Anything you can think that's unique? Well most of the like the unique stuff is tied into like the world of Final Fantasy Seven and like the stuff behind that, like the materia, because usually in like a JRPG, you don't equip like your own spells and shit, but that's also carryover from ac 7 Uh, so, I mean, aside from so aside from the, the DMW, the slot thing, and uh, I guess the action like having the customizable commands in battle. Are you unique. That's about it. <laughs> it's just unique that it's like your
0: Zach and you're in this, you know, the prequel. I mean, that's the unique part
2: of it. So, because uh, I mean, the other the other stuff you got going on is like when you walk through an area, it's like pretty much a hallway, and that's not like a unique f- feature. A lot of games do that. Uh, the, even though the battles are random they're also in a fixed position so like you can reliably spawn them or walk around them if you hug the sides yeah hug the sides um everything like yeah everything else about the combat it uses mechan- like uh statuses or mechanics uh that are in like uh the original Final Seven, so it's not really unique but i guess to like an action-y combat game you're controlling only one character yeah and the like the modern stuff now you have multiple characters that are AI controlled like fighting with you and stuff. If there's like an actually combat game system, so I guess in that respect in the in the current modern landscape that's unique because you're only controlling one character. But at the time it, it was like the the mainstay like you only controlled one character because they couldn't process the, uh, I guess enough with the consoles to have you have multiple characters on the field.
0: Um. All right, likes, dislikes, yeah, uh, rating. I guess. What's that? I was gonna say likes, dislikes, rating.
2: Uh, all right, you can go first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had a lot of fun with this game. Uh, I'm not saying it's perfect or there's not a lot of stuff that um could be better. Uh, but I did have a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You know, the leveling up and the RNG and some of the stuff is annoying i wish there was more yeah i i feel like in the beginning maybe it's would have been fine but maybe as you get uh you know through the game more you could get some more control over the slots like maybe there's like automatic ones you could do or something they could have came up with uh where i think would have made the game a little bit more fun uh later on um but i like playing as zach and the battle you know Fighting is with him was fun, and using a Buster Sword and uh, the animations of him fighting, you know, looked pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, the 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 side missions, like you know, you run down a hallway, where it was not the greatest. So, but um, I mean, I'm biased. I played both these games, so I, I I had a lot of fun. So I'm gonna give
2: it four. Okay, that's fair. Uh, for me, as I had never played the original, uh, I tried to keep in mind that it was made in 2007, but and it was also made for handheld, uh, while also trying to be like an action game. Um, but it was really difficult for me to like, really enjoy it after a certain point, because uh, the way they designed this whole system is, uh, like in, in other action-y kind of games, uh, they focus a lot on like making the most out of your character's abilities So to, I guess, fight the enemies. Whereas in this one, it, they rely heavily on stats. Um, so like uh, I'd say it's like an inverse bell curve of my enjoyment of the game to an extent. <clears throat> so like at the beginning it's like uh i'm fighting enemies that are on my level and there's a slight challenge but not really a challenge because you just like beat the shadow things or whatever no big deal and then like the further and further you go on in the missions which is all my fault entirely because if i had just played the main storyline i wouldn't have had this problem probably yeah but like you play the missions and then you you do all the ones that are at your level and then you do the ones that are like a level above you and depending on how like which which ones you pick cuz there's still like a wild variety in like a rank 2 mission you can have like enemies that are pretty much two chatting you and then you go do another one and then you still are able to fight the enemies there pretty well so it's kind of the ranking system's not really perfect in that regard there's lots of wiggle room there
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, you can you can make it pretty far if you're good enough at the game it's uh, where like you start finding those uh, like ogre monster things or whatever, and they're kind of slow and you, they telegraph their attacks. But if you get hit once, you're dead. But you could still fight them and just take like fifteen fucking minutes to whittle them down, um, or you could just like play the fucking game normally and get stronger. But like it's one of those things where like, there's they give you the option to do that kind of thing, and I don't know that it makes it fun or not
0: it's like it's one a... of
2: those like things for me that's like okay it's a challenge but it's not like a like a challenging challenge like i'm not being mentally challenged like stimulated not, doing this challenge fun. it's more of like a beat my head against the fucking wall until i get through this challenge type thing because it's not a
0: fun challenge it's like more of a, a drag it's,
2: yeah it's like i don't have the stats for this i technically should not be doing this but i'm allowed to do it so i'm gonna keep doing like trying to get through this yeah because i like i the, for me, like the getting through this thing is—it's not like a personal achievement or whatever—but it's like I'm too stubborn to fucking stop. Right. So, like you beat your head through that, and then like you you actually get to a point where like the shit, the the things that you're fighting have the stats are so way through the fucking roof that there's no way you can do it without like actually getting a, an OP set up. So then you have to stop, go figure that stuff out, and uh, or play like the main campaign. But even if you play the main campaign, you still won't have access to like the super OP shit. So you have to. Like, un- like go through and un- unlock more missions, and then like find like the-, the the random shit that's like, oh, you randomly got a chest, because th- like nothing's telegraphed or nothing. They like, you do a random mission, and it's like, oh, you found electrocube in a chest. And uh, great. Now I can actually play the fucking rest of the missions that were giving me trouble or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you could go out of your way to like make your own materia, uh, which is like until the end of the game, like they start sending you recipes for materia. In, like the mailbox but they don't early on so you have to like guess do guesswork on stuff and you might accidentally fuck yourself out of like the ability to have good material because you fuse the material that you weren't supposed to fuse yet kind of thing yeah important
0: um, in Ultima because it looks cool but just so damn slow it's not worth using
2: sure and like I never like I never used Ultima I never used Flare I never used a bunch of stuff because uh, somebody already on the internet was like yeah just use XQ that's all you, that's all you need And uh, so it's like one of those things where would it be better without the internet? Maybe, but also would I finish the game without the internet? I don't know (laughs) because like, like I'd finish the campaign more than likely, but then like all the extra content, uh, there's like a, it's one of those things like there's a fine line between, like I said, enjoyable challenging and then like frustrating challenging. And, uh, unless you really really like the game, I feel a lot of, like a lot of stuff leans towards frustrating, challenging. Uh, whereas like in like another kind of action RPG where you can have more like maneuverability with the character on the field, you can like set up actual real combos and like juggle enemies or do like do kind of stuff that's a little more fancy uh, to kind of make up for the the tedium of oh you're just walking into an enemy and fighting them again. You can like mix that stuff up. Um, this game I feel like it becomes one of those things where like you have to have stats to keep going further but to get stats you have to do like shit that makes the game unfun to be able to get the stuff to make the game fun again for a little bit until you become too powerful that you're too like you you can't have fun anymore unless the point of you having fun is just beating the shit at everything like with no challenge it's like one of those things where it's uh, it's like such a fine line, and it doesn't they don't really stick that to me. Like there's no one like oh this is the path to have fun the entire time.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, um, and that's uh, mainly the fault of the optional missions thing. Like yeah. the campaign, the n- the normal storyline. If you go through all the chapters, I haven't tried personally, but I'm assuming if you just go through this whole story without fucking around with the, the missions, it probably is more enjoyable and more geared toward like the, an even challenge thing.
0: Yeah, I bet you that's pro- it's probably, yeah, a little bit more, it's pr- more more balanced if you just did it normally and just went through the regular game. But, sure.
2: But we're so, like, trophy hunters,
0: so we just go OP so we can get the trophies, and not have to go Well, back. I
2: feel like if they had done the mission unlocking differently, like, chapter one, you get, uh, like, rank one missions only. Chapter two, you get rank two missions only. Chapter three, because they have ten chapters. They could do that, and they have ten, uh, like, difficulty ratings for all the missions. So why? What did they just be like? Okay, you're in chapter one. You can only do rank one missions or yeah, whatever. It's
0: like gate keeps a little better. Yeah, that's...
2: exactly. Like that way, because like people are always like, oh, it's your choice. You have freedom to do. Like we could fuck up the game for yourself if you want to. But also on the other side, the, they made the game. Yeah, they had they ultimately they had the they're the ones that had the option to let you ruin the game for yourself or not. And so <laughs> if they just changed that. To make it so that you couldn't ruin the game for yourself. Because you know, there's people out there like that, and then like people like me who do it and then complain about it. Right. Uh they could have just knit that in the bud. They could have made a in my opinion probably more fun experience because then you're constantly at a decent level for the challenges that you're expecting. Because sometimes, like I said before, you go to like a rank three mission and it'll be super fucking hard you're getting one shot, and then you go to another rank three mission and you're uh like two shotting enemies, and it's like, I don't understand what the heck's going on here? And there's no, like, way to gauge your power level versus the difficulty ranking of the missions because it's all kind of nebulous. And then, like, you're leveling up is is nebulous, and there's all kind of hidden stuff. And usually I like hidden mechanics, like, because I like the romancing saga stuff. Yeah. Uh, but those have, like, a formula to them, and it's consistent. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the Crisis Core stuff is kind of like, they throw it up in the air, yeah. and, like, uh, good luck. So, uh, I know that was me shitting on it a lot, but for when when the game works well, it runs great, the combat's enjoyable uh, until you're OP. <laughs> and even like, cause like, even fighting the super boss, I fucked up because I was too strong. And it felt like more of a chore to fight the super boss than an actual challenge, yeah. which is sad. And like, the after what, chapter five or six, everything, I was just like one shotting all the fucking storyline enemies, and I'm like, oh man. So much for this. So I put it on hard, and I was still like one-shot and stuff, and I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> I guess I should not have done this.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, but uh, taking away like taking away the 300 missions, if it was just like 100 missions or something, that'd be better for me. I'd give it a four at that point. Yeah. But because they have so much like filler content, it feels like, because uh, like, I feel like you can beat the main game in, what, like eight to 10 hours if you really feel like it.
0: Yeah, probably yeah
2: and then then, uh, like the rest of it is just like filler content and then like i finished the game with about 50 something hours on the clock and a good 20 of those were me being stupid and letting the game run itself for the slots to get the stupid trophy for that which uh, kevin informed me later on that i was an idiot because i could just save scum (laughs) and i I did that and i got all the rest of the fucking memories i needed in like a half hour it was like wow (laughs) But, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Fuck me, right? That's what we are talking about
0: earlier uh, pre-show. It's like, yeah, there's like this is a newer game, so the trophy strategies aren't out there yet, so we're kind of, like, figuring it out for ourselves, which is kind of fun. Uh, but someone's like, yeah, just let your game run, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just playing. I'm like, why would I? Because like, you have to have, basically, you have to have, like, uh, Heavenly Limit Break, like the, the motion, to get, get these, like, FMV uh, limit breaks where it shows like a little like memory from Zach and I was like well if it if it wears off I'm just gonna because it the normal way it takes forever for those to come up so I was like oh why don't I just save scum it <laughs> and so that's that's how I got it to... I mean I did ha- let it run for a little while I was like listening to a podcast and I wasn't thinking about it and I was like wait a second why don't I just Saves coming, and then every every time I do get like a new one, get out of there, save it, and then get the thing built up again and do it again. So, yeah, but it's
2: definitely the superior way to do it for sure. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I said anything I liked about it, but I did like that. Uh, the combat is. It can be pretty short, and you're not too like focused on i guess thinking too much which is <laughs> well i think it flows it's like, pretty it's a good well. And a bad thing. combat
0: flows very well it's uh once you get the the buttons down you know because there's a lot of like holding l1 and button and not doing that
2: mm-hmm. different yes there is one thing i don't like and that's the lock-on system which i don't, I don't understand why games can't get this shit right oh yeah but i feel like because you have to like you have to hold l1 right and then like move one of the either the left stick or the right stick yeah to switch to another enemy and that like it didn't work for me sometimes and i was like why can't they just fucking automatically target the closest enemy i don't understand what the hell these people are doing when they're designing games why would i want to target the fucking enemy that's in the back of the goddamn room just let me target the closest one so i could fight him and then move on to the next one and i don't know so that fucked me up sometimes like i would sit there i couldn't do anything else because like i need to target this dude so it's like hold on one move my stick over until i'm targeting the right guy and then I'd go attack him. Uh, but that's like, it's like a minor nitpick or whatever, but still super annoying. And then also, uh, I wish I could have muted activate combat mode. Because <laughs> like, when you combat. get to where you're, you're just like one-shotting everything at the end of the game and you're running through shit, like I, I stopped running to the sides of stuff because it was annoying me. And I just like ran into fights and it's like activating combat mode, combat completed or whatever, activating combat mode. Combat completed. Activated combat mode. I'm like, can I just fucking mute this? But you can't. Without turning off all the volume. So that was slightly annoying. But I guess it's also like my own fault for fighting the fights anyway.
0: Yeah, except like, you know, things that we do because you know, the way we play, I don't take I don't take away points for that because like, that's my own I'm getting my own way on stuff like that. Like Okay. So I, I try not to ding the game for that, even though like they put that as an option, but it's my choice also. So like I try to think of it like if I was just playing this with no like trophies in mind, I would probably like I think that's I enjoyed it way more thinking of it like that. You know, if I was just playing it for the story of Zach and um, getting some clarification on how you know because Final Phase Seven like there's a lot of stuff they don't really explain. And so this kind of gives you some of that stuff. You're like, well, what is going on? Like, why is cloud suck so bad? <laughs> you know. Sure. And then it def- uh, definitely shines some light onto that. Uh, I mean, I mean, it shines a lot of light onto that, in my opinion, which we'll get into next. But uh, that's what I—that's I, what I really took out of this game, and like. You know stuff like cloud was talking about wasn't just bullshit someone actually did it and to see someone do it like i think that worked for me
2: i don't know so what you mean and i i also try to separate the trophies from like the game itself kind of thing yeah but when they tie the trophies into like part of the game that i would play without the trophies then it's like to me it's not different like i would still attempt the 300 missions without trophies mm. I probably would have given up, though, without the trophy there, because... Yeah, you, you wouldn't have done uh, it like, all. Yeah. No, it was... Like, it's so... it's Every mission's the same. You yeah. load in, you run down a hallway, you fight some enemies, and then you fight, like, the boss enemy at the end. And, yeah, you get treasures. No, yeah, and there's no deviation from that. Sometimes the, the map you go into is, like, you literally walk forward for 10 seconds and you fight the enemy... Sometimes it's you have to, like, navigate this pseudo-maze, but not really a maze. It's just, like, a bunch of rooms and, like, twisty turny hallways, and then you get to the enemy you need to fight. But then at the end, and, like, the last
0: ones are, like, the whole the whole dungeon.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, and then, shit. like, sometimes you have, like, there's five boss enemies to fight, but there's no, like, treasures, or there's no random encounters or whatever. And it's, like, okay, I, I get, like, I get what they're going for, but none of that was very engaging right. to me personally. And so... Uh, like taken as a whole, I would give gameplay a three. If I were to separate the missions from that, like if there were no missions, if this game was only like 10, 15 hours or whatever, I'd give it like a four because mm-hmm. it, then none of those systems would over it stay. They're welcome to me. Uh, but there's just the missions because I know it's optional, but it's still part of the game, and I would without trophies still attempt them. Uh, they just it's 300 missions of the same bullshit and i can't can't justify a higher score for that because it just it bored the hell out of me like i was doing some of the missions and i fell asleep in my chair a couple times <laughs> that shit just bored the shit out of me yeah 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 and i i i needed like i like a narrative in my game and i like to have to like be pulled along by the narrative i maybe i don't like narratives as strongly as you do kevin yeah like am I, i'm not like as nitpicky with storyline and stuff uh, whereas I feel like you're like, oh man, it's got to be a masterclass to be really enjoyable kind of thing. But uh, I also, I, I like I need that thing to pull me into the gameplay. Otherwise, like there's what there's a reason why we play RPGs, right? I don't play fucking dungeon crawlers because that shit's boring. Yeah. And like, these Soul, like Souls of All Soul had this similar problem where like you go into a dungeon that like, there's no storyline going on or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's the same fucking dungeon you're playing again. And you're fighting the same monsters, but to me that one was a little bit better because you had to actually go through like a, a whole dungeon occasionally, and there was like stuff to do, and the, you didn't have to like stop to spawn a battle and then stop like the battle with, like the battlefield would disappear. You could just run through everything if you wanted to, and it was like uh, you could like teleport yourself out, kind of like. So it's a very similar thing. It's just it didn't feel like every time I was in a dungeon, I was wasting my time because I was like, I realized they are both a waste of time because you're running through a fucking dungeon for no reason kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but to me, the experience was a little bit more enjoyable because there was like a goal. It felt like, oh, I'm in this dungeon for, let's see, I have to go find this monster and kill it, or I have to go find an item and get out with it, or I have to go save somebody. Whereas in this one, it's like you spawn into a random dungeon. And you walk forward and kill a monster, yeah. and then that's it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely so, a variety, but to me, uh, by the time, like the Souls was like towards the end, it's just like I don't care about any of this anymore because it's all this. It's five things that are instead of one thing, but they're all the same, yeah. anyways. And it's just, and the the dungeons were way longer. So uh, to me, it like kind of bounce like goes back the other way because it's like so long of the. Like, I don't want to go to the, f- the fifth level of this dungeon because I don't give a fuck. And it's just to save some guy that ha- yeah. has no, like, it's some random no-name guy. I'm like, I am i don't, I stopped doing any of those missions. And I just did all the short ones anyways. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, like, yeah, I, I see, like, I do agree. It's kind of like that. Uh, but you don't have to do any of these missions. So that's why I don't hold it against it. You know what I mean?
2: technically for trinity you don't have to do a lot of them for the trophy at least you have to do a couple to actually play the game which is
0: you have to do a lot to play because the, there's some yeah like, it's like yeah,
2: 60 that's... something at least
0: well what really hurt like what really pissed me off about that game was like it was a chapter two or three where it's like yeah we'll call you when you, we need you and then you still like missions until they're like yeah hey uh they're calling you back the army's calling you back or whatever you're like okay
2: yeah that's definitely the worst part of that game. Yeah. For sure. They could just chop that whole chapter out and just like, it, yes. it literally, all they needed was a cutscene to be like, yeah, we joined the mercenaries and we did a couple of missions and now we're, we found this sword thing and you go on that mission or whatever. Like the important thing.
0: Yes. But yeah, the the, the, the whole chapter was like nothing, a nothing burger of like, hey, <laughs> you're, a, you're a mercenary. <laughs> uh do some missions oh and at the very very end there's a sword but that you get the wrong sword and the, then it's the yeah. over and you're like so all that was for what like that could have been like a couple missions and then you get the wrong sword and then we moved on yeah.
2: yeah like have a mission where they introduce that that big bad night dark night chick or whatever yeah and be like oh this is some weird person and then have the next mission be like oh we found the sword yeah and then like do that that whole thing play out and then oh it's the wrong sword and then just move on you don't need two hundred fucking missions <laughs> between like oh the the army's got to do instructions for you go to this place because half of that was like oh we have a new dungeon somebody's spent time making this dungeon we needed yeah. a, a reason for you to go there yeah because otherwise it was a waste of time right kind of thing so like like but i also appreciate that they incorporated that stuff into the like the actual game whereas the 300 missions on this they have a lot of interesting like areas but you only see them in the 300 missions thing so it's kind of like uh why isn't this stuff in the main game yeah but whatever it is it's a three for me and we'll move on (laughs) that's a uh so that will bring us to the first musical break uh as has become tradition this is going to be a pick in brent's honor or memory and it is the main theme of the game uh it, it, so is this like the actual main theme or is this just like the the starting theme like when you get to the main menu or whatever
0: well see that's like i i don't know because i don't think brent would have picked this one like succession is like the the, the main screen
2: Okay. Like the, what
0: I picked with first mission, like that plays as like a cutscene if you have the game state, like the, if you don't push start. So it's like, I don't know.
2: Well, is that the one like where you're, uh, you're doing the train attack?
0: Yeah, that's the train one. I like that one. Okay. So I picked that one anyway. So I don't know. We could change if we want, but.
2: Well, this one's, I mean, this is fine. Like Brett picked, picked plenty of like starting main menu Yeah. themes so it wouldn't be unusual if he might not pick this one like because final fantasy 7 was his favorite game yeah you might have picked a different song right Uh, i can't tell you which one he would have picked like this dude likes ska music and shit so he's (laughs) fucking crazy i don't know what he would have picked
0: (laughs) yeah deepest theme
2: maybe well anyway so this is succession uh hope you enjoy So that was succession, and uh, now it's story time. Uh, everybody, hope you have your pillows and blankies, because this is going to be a doozy. <laughs> uh, if I, can, I will do my best to explain it. You might have to fill in like some of the blanks though for me because uh, it's kind of like kind of how we said before. It kind of jumps around with stuff because like there's lots of time skips. Yeah, and then. The, most of the story doesn't actually center on Zack. It centers on Angel, Genesis, and Sephiroth. Uh, especially the the former two early in the game and then it kind of becomes more about Genesis sort of. And then all, all about Sephiroth and then back to being about Genesis. So it's like weird. Like a weird flow. I don't know. But essentially start of the game uh, Zack... Is a soldier rank two or level two, whatever the hell Second they class. call it. Second class. Second class. That's right. And he is being mentored by this soldier first class guy named Angeal, and Angeal is like uh, one of those like kind of guys that's uh, like all about the rules. Uh, like, there's the best way to do everything, and uh, loyalty and honor are the most important things in the world. And so uh, he's, like, cool, calm and collected. And then you have uh, Zack, who Angel describes to people as a excitable puppy. Uh, because he's all, like, high-spirited, eager to please, uh, like, wants to jump into the action all the time. And he's always chasing this dream of becoming a hero. And uh, your first mission of the game is there's a war going on with Wutai, uh, between Wutai and Shinra, because Shinra wants to put a Mako reactor literally everywhere on the planet, and suck out—I guess it's Mako. My bad. I have to keep remembering that because I've—I always say Mako, but it's Mako. Say what uh, you want. Mako. Okay. So what's th- that? You can say what you want. It's your podcast. Uh, it's ours now. So whatever.
0: Yeah. It's well, like I like I think
2: I feel like I heard uh, like uh, the orca whale being referred to as like a. Mako Shark when I was a kid, so whenever I see M-A-K-O, it's Mako to me. Yeah. Even though I guess it's Mako in this particular world or whatever the fuck. Uh, And I'm even not sure if Mako is the right pronunciation for Mako Shark, but uh, I I will attempt to stick to one pronunciation to not confuse people. But, um, you go through, uh, you're having this war with Wutai because Shinra is trying to suck the life stream, life energy out of the planet to use it as, like, a fuel for, like, electricity and all this kind of shit. So, uh, we're trying to wrap up the war with Wutai, and uh, they're sending, uh, Zach to, like, I guess, spearhead this mission with uh, Angel, like, monitoring him and making sure he, like, does shit right.
0: Well, is it because, uh, um... I might be wrong, but Genesis was sent, but then he like he basically went AWOL and then there's they're sending you to finish the job, basically.
2: Uh I thought he just took a bunch of like uh other soldier members like at some point and like left Shinra entirely. I it might have been during the war, but I like during like during a mission in Wutai, you're probably right, but at some point, which I guess is important, uh Genesis just abandoned Shinra and he took a bunch of um, soldier members with him and they were all like third class and second class I think yeah and so they needed Zach and Angel to go I guess like you said to, clean, to finish up the mission whatever the fuck they were doing because mm-hmm. uh, they're not like they're not super detailed in describing the actual like battle plans usually with shit it's just like oh we have a mission for you to do go do it kind of thing right uh, which I guess is uh, their opinion on soldier in general, they're uh, just like tools of war, they're pawns. Uh, yeah. yeah, they just go in, they're like enhanced soldiers. So, yeah, I guess we should describe what soldier is. Uh, soldier is like a military branch of Shinra, and they are Mako enhanced people, so they are stronger than a normal person, and so they got like better reflexes more strength uh they're faster and stuff like that they're just like super soldiers essentially
0: yeah like captain Um, america i guess would be a good way to kind of describe him
2: yeah except without like the heart of gold or whatever the fuck he's got
0: zach has a heart of gold
2: well sure but like most of the these dudes are just yeah they're in it to be a hero like captain america was what he just wanted to defend people or whatever he didn't necessarily want to be a hero Right. Whereas all these people are like, oh yeah, I want to be a legendary hero just like Sephiroth, because I guess Sephiroth was the first soldier, yeah, something, and he became like a big war hero, and they so they use that as propaganda. It's like, oh yeah, be like Sephiroth, come join the soldier program and shit. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so you go to Butai, uh, you complete your mission, uh, you meet Yuffie here, which I thought was extremely weird. Like they just shoved that in there. <laughs> Most but, of, of those side missions later with yuffie oh yeah you gotta love those fucking ones those are the worst ones oh it's not it's me it's me yuffie there's a treasure here it's not and then like oh it's not yuffie don't worry but there's still a treasure here and it, there's about like 20 30 missions with her and oh boy that's something else entirely but yes continuing on what's like uh, i mean the
0: I mean, like, waiting through the bullshit of those things, like, the point of it it was, like, Zach saw someone that had potential, and I think he was making sure she was okay. That's the way... Like That's the way I just did it, like, played it out in my head, you know? Like, he's really just looking out for her. He's not really that stupid,
2: I'm hoping. Well, at one point, uh, they say something about, like, you could talk to an NPC, and they're like, hey, have you been getting these emails, like, these spam emails, from somebody about treasures in the caves? And Zach's like uh yes he knows and then the, the NPC is like yeah i don't know who would be stupid enough to fall for that shit but it's obviously a scam and zach's like uh yeah i don't know who would fall for that either <laughs> kind of thing so he maybe fell for the first one and then realized it was yuffie and then like you said wanted to just keep her safe kind of thing
0: yeah be- and, and Which, also he was kind of more probably intrigued by her too he's like how is she you know getting into these caves and you know, be, staying alive. Yeah. So, I don't know, I, I've, I've, put, I've built this whole thing in my head about it, so maybe it's none of that, but I kind of uh, made up my own storyline in my head about it. Because <laughs> I don't really go into any depth on it. It's just like, you show up and, I mean, Zach does not like get, like she tries to trick him and then he, uh, like, doesn't, he's like, no, I'm not falling for that. And then she goes over and cries. <laughs> Yeah, annoyingly. They
2: also they also pull out the the trick that she uses on the cloud and company in Final Fantasy seven about if you beat, if you find her on the, and then use the save point, she steals all your shit. Oh yeah. And they try to do that here, with her like setting up a save point. And Zach, she's like, "Oh, why don't you go save your game, and then we'll we'll talk or whatever." And and like Zach starts to approach it, and he's like, "You can't trick me with that shit." And she's like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait," and runs away. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a cool little callback, I guess. It's
0: it's cool, but it's entirely it's weird. Too long. <laughs> it's entirely too long as well. Mhm. But whatever. It
2: Definitely drags ass. But it, it's like it's the only missions with any like story in them, though. So it kind of mixes that up because all the other missions, like you said, you just kind of like you choose it and you go in. There's like a little paragraph before the mission that describes random bullshit, like, oh, why are you why are you going here? Right, but like it's really meaningless because like it'll be like, oh, we're still fighting off Wu Tai's remnants. They're right. They're cooped up in this cave. Go kill them. But uh, you know. like we were
0: saying before uh, pre-show, it's like this is like Zach's track record of missions, and that's what you're doing, even though it's like basic. Like as you're doing them, like this is probably like how his career played out. So, it is most part- definitely. It's part of his story but it's not a story there's no story to it like they don't they don't get into the meat of it which i think would have been way obviously been way more interesting um but like for a handheld game it's you know the best they probably could do
2: so yeah unfortunately but you know it's what it is it's what we got yep uh all right so back to the story uh so yeah you get sent to butai on this mission you complete the mission, and uh during like your escape, because the uh the department head for soldier comes for some fucking reason, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, I guess I want to watch you like in person," but he doesn't actually. He's not actually anywhere like around the fucking mission site. I don't. So I don't know how the hell he's watching, but apparently he's watching, because Angel's like c- tells Zach that he needs to do his best to not disappoint the director, and if he wants to get a promotion and shit. So you do the mission, and then on your way out, you have to escort the director to the helicopter to leave. But you get attacked by these weird dudes that don't look like anybody from Wutai. And Angel stays back to fight him off, and he tells Zack to escort the director to the helicopter, and you do so. And I can't remember if you run into Sephiroth there, or if he like shows up on your way back to get Angel, but somehow Sephiroth shows up. And you and him, or Zach and Sephiroth, go back to where Angel was, to the because they were expecting him to follow, and he hasn't shown up yet. And you get back to the place where you last saw him, and there's just corpses of dudes on the ground. Uh, I think Sephiroth checks them, and then you learn that they were clones of Genesis. Yeah. And uh, well, I don't know if they're
0: clones or copies.
2: It's yeah, there's something. I think they they either say clones or copies. Yeah. I think uh,
0: they're not—they're not cl- copies. Which the difference is, they are all the soldiers that followed him, and they like injected his cells, and then they turn into like they start looking like him, but they're still themselves. Got it.
2: Because so they get some of his power and shit, but not
0: yeah become him. Like how, okay. like uh, when what's his like? Angel name? does with the monsters. Angel or um, when Holland—not well, Hollinger. Who's this... Who's the... Uh... the director Lazard or something? Yeah, Lazard. So when you see Lazard, when you meet up with him, he looks like uh, Angeal because he, he used some of his cells. So I'm like, okay, that makes... Now I understand what copies mean. Because they, really, yeah. they don't really tell you, I'm like, okay, so he just looks like him, but to gain his abilities. I mean, I guess he kind of gets some of his sensibilities, too, because he, he goes from, like, when he hates Shinra to, like, wanting to save people. So maybe that's why those G or the genesis copies want to be like genesis so it could be maybe that's what they don't
2: really tell you about any of this shit though
0: (laughs) right that's that's the kind of one of the downfalls it's like you they don't explain it (coughs) uh they just kind of lay it like show you and you kind of got to figure it out for yourself
2: well, it's one of those things that they show you, but it's all vague, and yeah. and they, it would do better. Like I know, like the golden rule in stories is show don't tell or whatever, but they don't show you enough of what the fuck's going on. Yeah, and it would be nice to for them to tell you something, but it's like they just like, oh yeah, Genesis copies or Angel copies, and sometimes they're monsters and sometimes they're people that got copied, and then uh, you want to copy Sephiroth somehow, but you can't because his cells are different and stuff for reasons. And it's like okay, <laughs> sure, whatever, right? But uh, back to the story. Uh, you find Angel has gone. Um, and then uh, Zach, and uh, I think Sephiroth are both assigned to find uh, Angel and Genesis because this is where the story tells you that Genesis uh, defected or whatever with a bunch of soldiers. Um. So you get told by the head honcho Lazard that you are now in charge of looking for Genesis and Jill and and Angel and you're going to either kill them or bring them in or whatever. Uh, and you meet uh, Sang from the Turks, and you go with him on a mission to Banano... Do you know what the place is called? It's like Banana something.
0: Uh, the, where the dumb apples are. Yeah. Oh. It's
2: Genesis and Angel's hometown, wherever that is. It's like ba- banana or banana or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, let's see, Crisis Core, ba- Benora, Benora. Okay, Benora. Oh, that was close. Um, yeah. So somehow you get intel uh, and. It's like, I don't know if it's like a week or two later, but you get intel of there's like a base that Genesis is, uh, has like a factory there where he's pumping out copies in Benora, and Zach is uh, assigned this like watchdog uh, who's part of the Turks named Sang to like supervise him on this mission, I guess. And uh, Sang's job is to gather intel, and Zach, as a soldier, is assigned uh, his job is to kill shit, and. Uh, Zard's like if you run into a Genesis and or anjil, kill them, uh, because they're traitors to Shinra or whatever. So uh, when you get to Benora, you I guess are you're given some more information about what's going on, and uh, you learn that there's another doctor who or a scientist who worked under Hojo or I guess was in competition with Hojo to become like the head of the science division. And Hojo had his experiments, and Hollander had his experiments, and uh, I think Hojo was doing, like, Project S, which is, like, Sephiroth clones and shit, or whatever the fuck, like, Sep- Sep- Sephiroth and Genova. and Hollander was doing stuff uh, with also Genova cells, but separately, and so he was doing, like, Project G, and the results of that project was Genesis and Angeal and how uh, they came up to be, like, filled copies or clones of Sephiroth or some bullshit. I don't really know to be honest with you, because it's all kind of like... uh, uh, Like, explained, but not explained, really. Yeah, well, it's like... So...
0: uh, Genesis was uh, already a fetus. Wait. No, Genesis was a baby, and they injected him with the cells, and then... An- well,
2: so was Angeal, right, though? Angel is uh,
0: in, no, still in fetal form, like, in the belt, like, so in the womb. So he... That's right. He, he didn't have the degradation that, uh, Genesis got.
2: I think that's... Well, the- yeah, he did. They both had degradation. Just, uh, there's something about the the way that they did the no, experiments I- or something where... I thought he didn't have uh, the degradation. They were both, well, they were both incomplete or something, but Sephiroth was complete, so he doesn't degrade, but because the Sephiroth doesn't degrade, he can't share his cells with other people or creatures. But Genesis and Angel can, and whenever they share their cells, the the new host or the new whoever got whoever got the cells they take on aspects of the host they got the cells from. Right. That's why the Genesis copies look like Genesis, and the Angel copies have like Angel faces on them and shit. Yeah. It's not really like I don't know what the fuck. The, their, like the point of what it was i guess they were attempting to recreate or like create more like stronger super soldiers using like more of genova cells or something as opposed to what they were doing before with just the the make the Mako shower and some genesis their Gen- genova cells
0: but they weren't pure genova cells i guess
2: uh yeah I, and i guess if you don't know what the fuck genova is genova is this alien that crashed landed on the planet centuries ago and they found it uh, the the Shinra-, Shinra people found it and they took the corpse they thought it was an ancient or etc who were like the original inhabitants of the planet but they are they're humanoid but they're also different from the humans that everybody else are and most of them are dead the only living one is Aerith and like like uh, they thought that Genova was also an ancient or Cetra. they didn't realize she was an alien right even though it looks like a fucking alien uh, <laughs> <laughs> like like because you see the the corpse and it, it definitely has like fucking random eyes and shit and it's a different color and stuff it's like it's not it does not look like a human so you know uh, whatever uh but yeah so they apparently take cells of this creature and infuse them into humans in order to create what they think is going to be uh, half human half ancient or etc but it ends up being ha- like part human, part Genova, and the Genova cells are also like sentient somehow or something because they like take over the host body and like make it do weird shit sometimes. Or unless that's just a Sephiroth thing. I think it's what I've what i from what because like I thought like all the Genova cells try to return to Genova and shit, and like originally Genova is like a planet-eating alien, and somehow it got fucked up on this planet. And the holy materia
0: got, stopped it or something like that, right?
2: Uh oh yeah, because the ancients like had the meteor materia or something, and then the holy materia or something, and they used that to stop Janova maybe, and it they didn't kill it; it just got went to stasis or something. No, it's dead. And is it dead? Because how do its cells still like alive and stuff? But then I don't really understand. Maybe the cells to don't. be honest they, with you,
0: no, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I think the... I don't know. It was conjecture at this point. We're just trying to figure it out. But I think the cells are. Or maybe they're in ice or something. They could salvage, salvage them. And they injected it into Sephiroth when he's a baby. And basically, he gets all the, those abilities from that. And when you think it's actually Genova like controlling Sephiroth, it's actually Sephiroth controlling the Genova, which is controlling Cloud. And all those well,
2: things. also, he's, like, somehow also, like, infused into the livestream after he gets stabbed by Cloud yeah. in the, he, he's, the Mako reactor. So is, all the clones you see of Sephiroth out there, are the all the times you see Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII, you're actually seeing, like, a piece of Jenova that looks like Sephiroth and shit. Yeah. That's why when you fight the Sephiroth-looking character and you get into the battle, it's a, a, a Genova thing, and...
0: Except for the last Not,
2: one, like none of this stuff really has anything to do with Crisis Core right now, but
0: but you have to understand that to understand what the fuck's going on.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, essentially, to cut to to cut this all short, uh, Google this shit. Essentially, if you want to know, no, even that's <laughs> what's going on? Even that's
0: confusing because you don't know what what still that doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, like they tell you stuff in the game, but like they don't tell you stuff at the same time. Because they're all cryptic about it, and so I'm sure I'm sure somewhere somebody somewhere has an article, like an essay they wrote, like a master's. There is uh, PhD like a PhD document.
0: There's a uh, YouTube video where they explain it, and I watched. Oh, okay. it. still, I, to, you have to watch it a couple times to like actually understand what, like remember it and like be able to, you know, recite it. But like, what the, what I got out of it was. Yeah, Sephiroth di- like didn't die in the live stream. His consciousness lived on, and then re- he reformed his body in the crater, and that Sephiroth is what was controlling Genova. To whatever ends he wanted to do, and then you actually you only really fight Sephiroth in the crater, in his reformed body. Yeah. So there you go. Spoilers.
2: <laughs> if you if you didn't. If you didn't play this twenty five years ago, then well, too fucking bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, so where the hell were we? Uh, yeah. So with you, you this other Doctor Ho- Hollander, he somehow created uh, he had the technology to make Genesis copies.
0: He called G yeah. cells. So I don't know if like they're incomplete uh, copies of maybe maybe it's like Sephiroth was. Uh, had the Genova cells, and they took Sephiroth's uh, information and put them into Genesis and Angeal. Maybe that's what it was, and that's why they degrade.
2: Uh, no, because later on Genesis is like, "I, Sephiroth, I need your cells oh. to stop my degradation." That's right. And Sephiroth's like, ha, "Eat shit, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> I know we were good friends, but you're uh, kind of being an asshole now, so I'm good. It's like, because, like, he fucked up because he's like, oh, we're all monsters, you're a monster too, Saffroth, your mother's Genova. When it, His mother's not actually Genova, it's fucking Letitia, or Lucretia or whatever, who's Vincent's love interest, who's actually a scientist who was working for Hojo and all kinds of shit, but, that, you know, whatever, that's later on. Shit, so... Uh, Where we're at here in Crisis Core is that you go to Benora, because there's a factory... The Genesis clone, uh, copies are coming from and you raid the factory and you run into Genesis and he uh like, I can't remember if he just like throws some clones at you or, or copies at you and leaves or whatever, but uh, he leaves and uh, you make your way back into the town where you met uh, Angel's mom before, but then apparently she kills herself here. I don't really, I thought Angel killed her, but then later on they say, she, Angel says she killed herself. Because yes. they're not really, you just found her corpse on the ground. Right. And Angel's waiting outside. And Zach's like, dude, what the fuck's going on? You got to stop. And he's like, no, I can't turn back from this path we're on now. Because he knows that he he thinks he's a monster because his, his body's degrading and his cells can be used to turn other creatures into copies of himself. But he still has his like, morals and honor and shit and he wants to keep Hollander alive so that Hollander Hollander can turn him back to normal somehow and he can't do that if he's dead but Genesis wants Hollander alive to make more copies of him to take over the world and have revenge or something because he's like he's also Genesis only speaks in verses from this book called Loveless or whatever the fuck which is I think a story that was written a couple of centuries ago and they've found it and they're missing the last chapter. So everybody's always, there's all this conjecture about how the story ends mm-hmm. and Genesis is obsessed with this story and he keeps tying it into like his friendship with Sephiroth and Angeal and his parents being shitty or something, even though they were apparently good people and they raised him well and Uh, All kinds of issues that he's got because he finds out that he's apparently a a monster somehow because he got experimented on with these fucking Genova cells and shit. But anyway, uh, you finish this mission and you go back to Shinra HQ and then a couple weeks later again or something like that uh, Genesis has clones attack Shinra headquarters and after you fight them all off uh, Zack and Sephiroth find Hollander at a secret laboratory at i can't remember if it's like at another reactor but i, th- I think it's at another rea- uh reactor but i can't remember but it's a secret laboratory and this is where like you learn that hollander was responsible for project g which is the stuff they did with genesis and Angel.
0: um it was actually it was angel's mother is G. right
2: G's G? Yeah. Because she gave birth to N'Gio, but, 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 but I thought Project G stood for Genesis, so...
0: It was actually his mo- Well, it wasn't his mom's name, it was and they thought that it was Genesis, but it was actually her.
2: I don't... Uh, I don't yeah, I feel like you're asking too many questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like... But as you can see... Uh, we can look story. it up. <laughs> That's
0: the problem with the story, it's kind of confusing and they don't explain things in
2: it's annoying uh okay uh project g is a, an attempt to make uh, uh yes it's called project jillian for jillian hewley which is angel's mother uh and people think it's project g for genesis because genesis was the first result of the project he just happened to have a similar like his name started with g as well right uh, so what happened for Project G is Hollander injected in Jill's mother with the Genova cells, and the idea was you do this and then the fetus ha- will take on traits of Genova or whatever. Uh, Genesis had the cells directed directly injected into him, like you said before, but Jillian being injected with Genova cells. Pass them on to Injil as a fetus. So that's the whole thing. Their their goal was to make G type soldiers or something, Stronger uh, soldiers, yeah. and they're able to copy themselves. Where as opposed to I guess Project S, which was Hojo's project, which is code for Project Sephiroth, which is the competing project against Hollander's Project G thing, whatever. Um, so instead of directing uh. Injecting the cells into a an infant already that was already born, or a mother, uh, Hojo directed, uh, directly injected the cells into the fetus itself. Uh, okay, that's what it was. So that gave it a different uh, results, I guess, as opposed to uh, like what the fuck. <laughs> so that's the difference. Uh, Project S is sephiroth got injected directly with genova cells of the fetus project g is two different things genesis got injected as an infant and then Angel's mother got injected but he was not injected himself so there you go and this is this is important because (laughs) it makes uh for some reason Sephiroth doesn't degrade, and the other two people degrade. Right. Which is the big thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Zack and Sephiroth track down Hollander at his secret laboratory. Uh, Sephiroth or, G- Genesis shows up, and Sephiroth goes to fight him. And he gets told to pursue Hollander, who tries to escape. But uh, Angel stops. Zack from killing Hollander or capturing Hollander because he needs Hollander to be free and doing research because he wants to be returned to a normal human, which I guess he was told will happen, but that's, that's a lie because they, they're, I guess, already fucked up from the treatments from before.
0: Well, yeah, they're fucked up at the cellular level, so yeah. There's...
2: Yeah. Like, no going back from that. Yeah. Um, and Zach and Angel have a minor fight, and uh, Angel. Kicks Zach's ass and he knocks him into the slums of Midgar under this under under the plate. Um, and Zach end up ends up falling through the roof of this church where uh, Aerith is spending her free time taking care of some flowers. Um, and so this like they they go on this like fake date, but not like it's a date, but not really because are they've never. This is a first time meeting kind of thing. This is where uh, Zach's wallet gets stolen, I believe. And you do like the little date activity things. Yeah. Uh, but then eventually you get a phone call and you're like, hey, come back to Soldier Headquarters. We're under attack again. Um, and on the way there, I think Angel shows up. And because he's on a highway, Zach's on a highway trying to get back to Shinra HQ. And Angel shows up and carries him and and flies him into Shinra HQ. And uh Zach and Angel and Sephiroth protect the headquarters from Genesis copies. And uh Zach is told to protect Hojo. Uh so you go in there and Hojo like does his cryptic Hojo bullshit. Uh but after all this, you're told you like you've successfully protected headquarters, and then a couple of weeks later, whatever, you get another mission to go to Medeoheim. and.
0: That's where their next base
2: is. Yeah, that's another base, and this is where you meet Cloud, and they become friends because the it's uh, Zach, Cloud, uh, Sang again, and some random soldier, uh, like infantrymen, who are climbing this mountain range. And the Stang and the other infantryman guy are struggling, but uh, Cloud is keeping up with Zack, and they talk about how they're country boys or whatever. Uh, but you, uh, Zack, ends up infiltrating this new factory by himself, and fights uh, and defeats Genesis. Apparently, uh, he like gets knocked off an le- or this is, you, get, you fight you you feed him in a fight, and he like stands on this ledge. Uh, like a hand handle handrail thing over a ledge and like jumps off into this giant pit where you don't see the bottom of So you presume he's dead. And uh, so Zach leaves to meet up with Cloud and Singh outside, but they're not there. And instead, like they go into the Modeoheim town proper for some reason. And so Zach falls in there. As far as I'm aware, he doesn't meet anybody until uh, you do a bunch of exploration and you run into Angel again. And this time, Angel's tired of like fighting and being with lie and, and like trying to keep his degradation at bay or whatever. And he's pretty much given up. And so he summons a bunch of his clones that are like dog creature things. They have his face on it and they all like fuse together to make this giant centaur creature thing uh uh, so zach kills him and before he dies angel uh gives zach his buster sword and tells him to protect his honor and so the buster sword is like this uh not a personification but like the his honor the symbol of his honor yeah uh and i guess his dad made it for him apparently And he he doesn't ever use it because he doesn't want it to get rusted and uh, like it's like a quote I don't know it's like wear and rust like use springs on wear wear and rust or something right Uh, so he doesn't use it unless he absolutely has to yeah because he
0: grew up poor so that costs money and he he does he's like really conscious about spending money
2: yeah
0: oh okay so kind of like reading about uh, because I want to be like clarification on this whole G project G project. Thing so we are close. Uh, Project G is Project Jillian. Jillian was injected with Genova cells, and uh, that's so. so And Jill was born from her, so that's how she he has Genova, but. Genesis was injected with Jillian cells
2: <laughs> Okie dokie So that's why he degrades faster I guess I don't know Got it okay so Genesis got the shit End of the stick then yeah. Okay He's got like You said he got Jillian cells after she got injected With Genova, right? Right so he got Okay well, alright. Well, is that why he has got... Because he's got more powers than Angeal, right? Or something like that? Like, he's a better fighter and shit, apparently? I don't know. Like, he uses material magic and stuff all the time. I don't know. Angeal just fights really with the Buster Square. Like,
0: I don't know. Like, I feel like they're all kind of on the same I think Sephiroth is obviously stronger, but I think between Genesis and Angeal, they're both the same.
2: Okay. But I don't know. They don't. Really uh, make a they don't really explain that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. They show, okay. Like, they show that one scene where they're all fighting and Genesis or Angelic kind of steps in the middle, and that's how uh, Genesis gets like cut, and then that's how his degradation starts because Sephiroth cuts him.
2: Well, yeah, because Genesis is like, "Oh, I'm gonna be the fucking hero instead of Sephiroth," and like tries like to kill Sephiroth and Sephiroth's been just fucking around this whole time and then he's like alright you really want to go we'll go and like beats the shit of Genesis pretty much Right. and Angel's like Angel's like, oh shit this ain't good let me stop this but they're also not like they make it seem like they're actually in the real world but they're in the the VR room which that, that technology confused me because like the swords break and they get physically hurt but there's nothing else in the room that gets destroyed yeah I don't know it's don't, I don't know, like, don't whatever, if it. it looks cool and that's all you need. Don't think about it. Yeah. Uh, like, because, like, the first mission you do as Zack is the, the train mission, and, like, you get, you for, like, they make you fight Sephiroth for some reason in the cutscene, and he breaks the sword in half, or he slices the sword or whatever, and then like, you come out of the VR and your sword's broken. And I was like, how the fuck does that work? I don't understand. Why does he even have a real sword? Uh, the, Sephiroth wasn't real. How the, who the fuck cut the sword? <laughs> but you know what? whatever yep it's a none of this shit is real anyway right uh but yes so where the hell were we at uh you fight in jail you get the sword
0: he's got buster sword
2: yeah okay uh so while this happens uh shinra's still pursuing hollander and uh everybody thought genesis was dead but genesis comes back with more clones and again they attack midgar um and this time they actually are attacking, like, not just the Shinra headquarters, they're attacking everywhere, I guess. Um, and Zach, I guess, fe- fears that Aerith is in trouble. So he runs to the church, but he gets there and she's okay. And then, like, these um, gun cannon things, like these new prototype gun uh, robot things, show up. And because they're programmed to shoot anything that has genova cells in it, they start trying to attack zack but this flying creature that has an angio face shows up and destroys all the the gun robot things and stays at the church to protect Aerith. and sephiroth leaves with cloud and sephiroth to go investigate the mako reactor in nibelheim um so once i get there (laughs) Some stuff happens in the town with like character development with Cloud and how he's like he doesn't want to tell anybody that like, that's his hometown, but he doesn't want anybody to know Wait. that he's there because he's Dude, embarrassed that he didn't the, make it uh, a soldier. You missed
0: the Junon thing.
2: The Junon thing? What are you talking about? That the when they're fighting? Oh, shit! That's right. Uh, yeah. That, well, that's just more shit where like they find Hollander. Yeah, and they. So like,
0: but uh, Cloud's there and he like gets. Yeah, know, they show another part where uh, Zach and Cloud meet, and...
2: and they become more friends and stuff. Yeah, Clouds like uh, gets sick
0: because you know he's a little worse.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So they kept they at some point they end up like capturing Hollander, and they're in Junon, but uh, somehow Hollander engineers this escape with. The Genesis clones and Genesis, and so they he breaks out of the jail or whatever he's in the prison, wherever, wherever the hell he's being held captive because they, they're like in, interrogating him and shit. Yeah, and conveniently, uh, I think Zach is nearby Costa del Sol and he's because he's supposed to be taking a vacation, a mandatory vacation. Um, and so is, are the Turks like Cisne's there, and I think Sang's there, but he's always in a suit and they come they make a comment about that or something. Uh, but anyway, they like, oh. shit. Uh Junin's under attack. We gotta go there and stop Hollander from being uh freed from the the jail or whatever. But they get there and they're a little too late, and Hollander escapes. Uh and then Midgar gets attacked, and then you go to Nibelheim. Right. And uh when you get to the Mako reactor, uh Genesis shows up again. And uh this is where he tells Sephiroth that uh not only uh or Genesis and Angel, like monster experiments, but also Sephiroth is an experiment, and he was implanted with the Genova cells before he was born. And they look through all these, uh, like capsules that are before this like giant room that says Genova on it, and in, in the Mako reactor, and they see all these monsters there, which they've seen in other places. Uh, and I guess Sephiroth is like. Is this me, too? Like, am I a monster, too? Kind of thing. So he has this, like, psychotic break, and a crisis of faith, and all this kind of shit, and uh, Genesis, when he shows up, like, tries to explain to Sephiroth that, for some reason, he's a failed experiment, but Sephiroth was not a failed experiment, and his body's degrading because he's a failed experiment, and he needs Sephiroth's cells to survive because his his cells are stable, Uh, but Sephiroth refuses to give him cells, And instead, he finds, like, research papers and documents in the Nibelheim mansion, because that's where they did experiments before. And after, like, reading through them without sleeping for, like, a week or something like that, uh, he goes batshit crazy and, like, burns the whole town down. And, like, just kills most of the townspeople. Um, And he goes to the Mako reactor to try to take Jenova's body, because he thinks that's his mother, which we've already established that's not his mother. That's an alien whose cells he's got, and his mother is somebody else. And Hodra's his dad, by the way, I guess anybody cares. <laughs> uh, yes, so he goes batshit crazy. Zach shows up to try to stop him. Uh, he fails, but uh, Cloud shows up, and he is able to uh, wound Sephiroth, but also takes like a big uh, Mass Moon sword stab to the gut, and, like, somehow, like, has this explosive strength thing happen where he lifts up the sword that he's being impelled by that Sephiroth is holding. And he just, like, tosses Sephiroth and the sword into the life stream that's below the reactor. Uh, and I guess during this whole time, Sephiroth's like, oh, what the hell? This this guy's not a normal mook after all. But, like, it doesn't really matter. Because <laughs> Sephiroth gets thrown, thrown into the life stream. Uh Zach and Cloud are taken by Shinra people uh, because Hojo shows up and he's like oh these guys make great experiments or whatever Uh, so they end up like being in the basement of the Nibelheim mansion and uh, they're used as experiments essentially I guess they're injected with genova cells and then bathed in Mako for two years or something like that (laughs) Uh, that was longer than that it's a, I mean it's a while I don't know it might it be longer years. than two years I just know it's a very long time. It's four years, it's four years, four years. Okay. Uh, and somehow near the after this four years, Zach gets like this hallucination from Angel that tells him that he's needs to wake the fuck up and stop being uh, like what like stop being lazy or whatever the fuck he's doing. And so he break he wakes up out of this coma wherever the hell he's in and busts out of the capsule that he's stuck in and he frees Cloud, but unfortunately for Cloud, he was just a normal dude for not a soldier member so he didn't take the Mako uh, infusion too well, nor the Genesis cells too well, so he's got Mako poisoning. And he's pretty much in a coma, kind of. Like, he's in a fugue state where he can't, like, think or eat or... Uh, He's pretty much a vegetable, but he still has brain function, kind of. Like, he's not brain dead, but he can't do anything. So Zach has to carry him around, and so you have like a little bit of a, a section where you prevent Cloud from being kidnapped by Shinra people. But then you you make it out and you run into Cisne on a beach, and she's like, hey, "I'm supposed to be here to take you back, but I'll pretend I didn't see you uh, because we're cool, like we're friends or whatever." And Zach's like, "Cool, thanks." Well, yeah, and she goes didn't know
0: she didn't know he was she was after Zack. She just said the the experiments. Oh yeah, because.
2: Yeah, because everybody thinks Zack's dead and Cloud and Sephiroth because it, like some mail went out that said that they were all killed in action. But well, they don't mention Cloud because he's a fucking random nobody. But uh, everybody thinks they're all dead. And, uh, yeah, so Cisne is, and the Turks and the whole Shinra army are there to take back these two escaped failed experiments or whatever the hell they're called. And so, yeah, she realizes that it's Zack and this other guy... I don't think she ever met Cloud, really, or whatever. So uh, she tracks Zack down, and he's like, I told you to leave me alone. I thought you were going to leave us alone. And she's just like, I wanted to see who the other guy was, I guess. Uh, so she lets them go, and she gives them a motorcycle. And Zack's broad idea is to go back to his hometown, of Gungaga. And so they go there, and... He immediately, pretty much, almost immediately runs into cisney Cisne is like, "Did you? Why the fuck did you come to your hometown, dude? <laughs> did you not think that's where we would look for you first? And he's like, "Uh, well, I just want to make sure my parents were okay." And Cisney's like, "Yeah." They have a little banter about how he, she's met his parents, and she told them, or told, like they, they were talking and whatever, and they're cool, like they're still doing well. And he's like, "Cool, that's all I wanted to know." But then he like sees a shadow in the like in the distance, and he thinks it's Angel still alive, so he tracks the shadow down uh, but it finds he finds out that it's director lazard who is a, now a copy of angel and uh then he said something about uh he's just like uh a, something's going on i can't remember exactly what like what they talk they talk about but then they they note they say something about cloud getting attacked or something so they race back to cloud and uh they save Cloud, and they decide that... That's where Hollander uh, gets killed. Yeah, Hollander shows up, yeah, because he's like, uh, they're trying to take Cloud's um, cells.
0: Because he's more Because they think
2: he's pure, yeah. So they think that he's just like Sephiroth, and so they can stabilize Genesis and Hollander, because is now a kind of... He's kind of a, a Genesis copy, but he's his own unique thing, because he still has his own form. He just has, like, tiny wings. And by the way... Genesis and Angel got wings uh, like a black wing and a white wing specifically uh, for some reason and this ties into the one winged angel theme of Sephiroth for For whatever reason uh, they don't really tell you why they have wings but they have one wing and they can fly and shit uh, so Hollander is there and he's trying to get the cells off of Cloud but Zack fights him off and they he kills Hollander Um, and then, uh, yeah, so actually Cloud got, I think Cloud got injected with Sephiroth genes, not just Genova cells or something, because that's why he's able to be mind controlled by Sephiroth later in Final Fantasy VII. And because he's got Sephiroth cells, he, he should be as stable for Genesis and Hollander or whatever. So that's why they're going after Cloud. Well, anyway, oh, so yeah, it Hollander.
0: Is, it is Sephiroth's cells.
2: Yeah, because he's a new he's a new experiment, I guess, or whatever. Um <sighs> Sephiroth
0: clones, but they're failing. Yeah,
2: so there's a bunch of people that got injected with Sephiroth cells. Because they're all the in so in Family they they're all the people in the black hoods and shit. Yeah. And, he, and even in the remake, you see a couple of these dudes and they're all talking about reunion and shit. Um Alright, so you, you kill Hollander. And then, uh, yeah, Director Lazar does some, like, backstory dropping about uh, how, uh, like, the whole Genesis thing and how Shinra's, not, or Shinra's evil and shit and how uh, you gotta go back to Menorah because that's where Genesis is at because that's where he it's that because you all was... that shit because yeah because the apples he keeps talking he always has a fresh apple yeah. even though the place got bombed and stuff and there Benora was the only place the apples grew and they call them dumb apples because they don't have a set like growth time they just kind of grow and blossom or whatever and fruit whenever I they... guess
0: yeah because they're they grow on the live stream so it's random times when the fruit matures or something like that
2: Yeah. Uh, So you get there and you run through the final dungeon and you meet Genesis at the end. He's still quoting fucking Loveless shit. (laughs) Uh, So you beat his ass and he like somehow mutates into this giant mutation boss fight thing. Uh, I don't remember what the hell that was all about, but you beat his ass and then he returns back into his normal form and you carry him out.
0: I guess he... He has a big, like, natural materia there that he uses to turn into that thing.
2: It's like, well, so there's like this shrine, right? Of this, like, statue thing that accumulates life stream energy or something? Well, that's Minerva, I thought, right? Is that Minerva? I'm pretty sure it's Minerva. I, so that's a super boss. Yeah. And that's tied into the plot somehow, because I didn't read any of that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all right, let's look up Minerva. Here we go. Minerva. Well, yeah. Well, she shows up because she's the life. She's she's the goddess that he's talking. To, that he keeps talking about, right? right? Yeah. Uh. All right. So Minerva is implied to be Gaia's consciousness, and Gaia is the planet, and the life stream is like the life blood of the planet. Uh. Okay. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, he gets healed in the life stream, so he, his. Segregation gets healed in that fight. Which why don't you just do that in the first place?
2: Yeah. Okay. So apparently, the, Minerva is similar to a summon in like when she, it's like a, a like a physical manifestation of whatever the fuck a summon is, except because she's part of the life stream, uh, the only way to summon her is without you don't use the materia, you use the live stream directly. And I guess wherever, wherever they are under Menorah is like a concentration of life stream energy. Um, and uh, I guess part of the scripture of Loveless talks about like three heroes searching for the gift of the goddess. And he thinks that this happens to be the place where that will happen under Benora. And I guess he somehow takes the stream energy... I guess. and turns himself into like a bigger creature Zach beats him uh, and then as he's dying Minerva shows up as he's going into the life stream because every time a creature dies in this world like their soul goes back into the life stream or whatever uh, she sees his like I guess desires and how uh, like it, Whatever, whatever, like whatever his desire, his goal is, is so strong that she revives him.
0: Well, his desire is to protect the planet. That's why he's always destroying the Mako reactors.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, and as as a part of the planet, Minerva is like, all right, that's good. Keep doing that shit. So she revives him, and then Zach carries him out. Uh, back to the surface, and to find Lazard, who was left behind to protect Cloud, is dead. He was shot, I guess, to death or near near to death by um, Shinra Shinra soldiers. So he, I don't think he's quite dead yet because I think they talk a little bit, right?
0: They talk, and then he like and dies, and he's
2: then he dies. Yeah, he, and he gives Zack a note or something. Uh, or does the no the Angeal clone that was protecting uh, Aerith at the church. Shows up, but is also dead. It has a note on it, yeah. She sent like the notes letters. from Aerith, yeah.
0: She sent, well, we like, can say what it is. She sent like 80 letters or something. That's the last one,
2: yeah. And she talks about how uh, she's been like waiting for him or whatever and knows he'll come back or something. But this is the last letter she'll write because she's got to move on with her life or something like that. I can't remember exactly,
0: something like that, yeah.
2: And it's like she's like it's been four years, and he's like four years. What the fuck? So it's where everybody learns that it's been he was, it's been four years later that they've been under Hojo's experiments. Um, and Cloud, I think, is on the verge of death now from the Maka poisoning. And uh, Zack, so I guess the, do they meet up? With, no, they don't meet up with the Turks yet, right? Because Zach's like, Well, I gotta go see Aerith. Yeah. He's, and yeah, go to so they go back to Midgar and then they do like a cutscene with the Turks, and the Turks are like, Oh, we gotta we gotta hunt that we gotta find Zach because they learn that, or I guess Cisne confirms that it's Zack they're chasing down. And all the Turks like Zach's so like, Well we gotta find Zack before the army does, or otherwise they're gonna kill him. Right. Also, I think this is new to this version of the game, but uh, Nero and Weiss, who are part of Dirge of Cerberus, I think, show yeah. up and they collect Genesis's body. Is, did that happen in the original? I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. Well, these two did show up and they collect Genesis' body. Um, but, not dead. So, Zach... What's that?
0: Because he's not dead anymore. He's just uh, got his ass. He's just hurt.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, so, Zach and Cloud are now being chased by Shinra's army proper. And they uh make it almost to Midgar, which is, in my opinion, the stupidest fucking thing Zach could've done. But they almost make it to Midgar. <laughs> and they're like on some cliff somewhere or something like that, and uh Zack can't carry Cloud anymore because like the the army's like breathing down their necks. So he turns around, he leaves Cloud like in this outcropping. And he's like, uh, I'll protect you, don't worry. And uh zach fights off an entire army with like helicopters with missiles and shit yeah uh but then like he's too weak. by the end of it he's too weak to pick up his sword and he gets like fucking executed by three soldiers and they like pump a whole fucking clip into his ass <laughs> uh which i was like wow that's pretty fucked up but uh as he's dying and, and like bleeding out Cloud, I guess, starts getting better, and he crawls over to where Zack is. And uh, with his dying breath, Zack gives Cloud the Buster Sword, just like uh, his mentor in had done. And he tells him to uh, carry on his legacy, or whatever he said, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so now, like Cloud, somehow was dying from Maka poisoning, but is now not dying anymore, and he starts recovering. And he takes the sword, and he starts going toward Midgar where, while Zack dies in his is welcomed to the live stream by Angeal, and he asks if he's become a hero. And then the last scene is the opening of Final Fantasy VII, where Cloud, it shows Aerith uh, in Midgard, and it shows Cloud on the train going to do the first mission uh, that you do in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, any questions? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh... No, I think he covered. I... it. But yeah, it definitely uh, goes more. The story goes more in the detail of like what who Cloud was before Final Fantasy 7 because he basically is just like an asshole, but like with Zack's memories. So it's not all Zack. He's at. He's acting like he's just acting like, a, like he's a badass in Final Fantasy 7. So it's kind of like a whole one hundred and eighty of what he's really like. You know, in this game. Yeah. So, I like, I mean, that's what I got from this game. It's just a clarification of, like, who Cloud really was and who Zack was. Because, you know, you just get, like, one or two scenes in the original game. It's intriguing, you know? So, I I'd like that they fleshed it out at least more than it was. Um, but uh, the the dialogue in this game is really, really bad. Like, the, they don't talk like real people, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, they kind of do, but, like, the, the, the conversations between Aerith and Zach are just cringy, like, bad.
2: Yeah, it depends on on the on who, like, is talking. Because, like, I feel like the Cisne and, like, maybe Sang conversations aren't, like, they're not trying to be, like, deep or anything. They're just, like, casual workplace conversation kind of shit. Yeah. Like, we're here to do our job uh let's do our job whereas they try to get like romantic sort of like flirty with Aerith and zach but they don't
0: it's not it's awkward they don't
2: land it yeah it's
0: it's like i want you to be my bodyguard or something what do i get one date or something it's it's weird this doesn't make sense you know
2: no it's it's super odd flirting yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) What are you rating it? Well uh well so I guess we'll do I guess likes and dislikes for me. Uh I liked everything that had to do with uh background information on exactly what the hell happened with Sephiroth Cloud and Zack. Yeah. I cared less about whatever happened between Zack and Aerith because even in five seven that's not very important. She just mentioned that she has a boyfriend and you go to Gangaga. And you see Zach's parents, and they mention his kid. Their kid is like a soldier, and they she has a girl, and they have he has a girlfriend in Midgar or whatever. And it's like okay, cool. Uh, everything to do with Genesis and Angeal, it's so convoluted. I really don't care.
0: Yeah, it's kind of uh, because they don't really explain it. So you got to figure, like, piece it together from little things that like are just like mentioned in passing. And unless you're paying like super close attention, I, like you don't you don't catch it. So you have to like watch all these YouTube videos and Wikipedia's and stuff to kind of piece it all together. So,
2: yeah, but even then, it's like it's, you don't get enough, and it doesn't feel satisfying when you try to piece it all together because exactly, yeah, it's like it's all guessing, and it's not. It would be nice to have like confirmation in some way that's not relying on like other sources of material.
0: Right. Yeah. But neat yeah.
2: concept i guess you know genetic experiments and all this kind of shit right so so for me uh the story gets a three what about you
0: yeah I'm, I'm right with you it's a three i like zach's character and i like you know getting into depth of like what like i said who cloud is who zach really is uh no like vagueness around it anymore you know exactly who they are and i like zach's uh you know youthful you know exuberance i guess you know um it's kind of nice compared to like how much of a douche cloud is <laughs> in uh final fantasy 7 i know it's like a defense mechanism or whatever i get that because he just had a traumatic experience it's just it's annoying uh the way they do it in the game so i definitely like zach's personality a lot better but fair um but yeah uh i liked it it was fine uh it wasn't like i don't know there's just some parts where yeah it's super cringy or like the dialogue and i don't know it's like it feels like disjointed sometimes or like it doesn't feel smooth like when they're talking to each other or when they're trying to explain what's going on you're just kind of like okay this is happening but just like sometimes you're just like thrown into it you're like i just don't understand how many times like genesis can attack and like you know how many people they actually he actually has it just keeps happening you know he's just everywhere yeah it's just it just doesn't make sense to me
2: like my biggest gripe is you have a your main character is Zack, but the story has almost nothing to do with Zack. It's like, what the yes. fuck? This he, it could have been almost it could have literally been any other person in Zack's place and then the story would be the same. Essentially. Like Except for
0: the Nibbleheim part, because that's where he takes part of well, Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. But like that's like the last three chapters of the game. And right. like so the first seven chapters, you're playing this dude who for all intents and purposes could literally be anybody. Right. And it's like because nothing he does really impacts the story. It's a story. It's all about Angel and Genesis and Sephiroth, and Zack's just like there. So it's like it's really like odd to me for me to play a game and experience a narrative where the main character doesn't matter. Yeah, and I feel like it would have been a better experience if they incorporated Zack more into, like, in a more meaningful way into like the the plot somehow. Yeah. But,
0: and I think that's what they're gonna do in the next Final Fantasy VII Part Two remake.
2: Well, I'm uh, interested in seeing what they do because.
0: Well, they're gonna do like multiple timelines. That's definitely what they're doing.
2: So. Well, they kind of already went back in time, because that's the whole point of the remake, right? Like, it's Sephiroth is still apparently alive somehow with the livestream. And his consciousness somehow turned back time, but then you have like what the ghost things—the that are preventing you as a player from making the right decisions to save shit or whatever the fuck's going on.
0: Yeah. So
2: whatever we talked about this kind of already, and it's all kind of fucking whatever. Yeah.
0: So it's convoluted and it's hard to understand, which really takes away from the storytelling or the immersion. Sometimes I mean, there's like it's so crazy. It's like Some things are really, really good, and some things are just so bad, and it's like, I don't know. It's hard to put a a final thought on, like, because it's like, I I can compartmentalize, like, this is, I like this part about it, but then I hate this part about it, but I like it as a whole still, you know? Yeah. So.
2: The good outweighs the bad.
0: Yeah, the good definitely outweighs the bad, but some of the bad's just, like, it's more like the bad's annoying, because you're like, how why is this so bad but this is so good (laughs) like this is like cool ideas and stuff like and the characters are cool but some things that they say or do are dumb as fuck
2: yeah like if if genesis had an actual personality i'd like him as a character but he just reads book quotes (laughs) essentially all the time even like there were some times where like i felt like uh, he's quoting shit to Sephiroth and like I feel Sephiroth rolling his eyes in the back of his fucking skull yeah. kind of thing I'm like man I feel you dude I don't know how you're friends with this guy cause I wouldn't <laughs> fucking like don't talk to me ever anymore man <laughs> there's something wrong with you yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
2: uh, so what would you rate it then
0: Three,
2: three. Uh, three? okay okay yeah I'm
0: with you on three <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah. I mean it's not terrible it's just like yeah like I said, it's just like good parts and bad parts, and it's just like they don't flow together very well. But it's not terrible, though. Overall, it's a good experience.
2: Feel that? Alrighty, so that brings us to musical break number two, which is your first pick.
0: Yeah, uh, my pick is called First Mission. Uh, it's like the title says, the first mission of the game where you're on the train. Uh, I just like the piano in the beginning. It's really good. Uh, it Definitely like got me excited. Like as soon as I started the game and to hear that, you know, like they get, definitely got me pumped up for to play it. So, I mean, this is this isn't like the same thought, like the same opening as Final Fantasy
2: VII. I believe so. Yeah.
0: Or I might be a little different, but it's like generally the same thing.
2: Yeah, it's like a, probably like an updated like well like the whole so the whole soundtrack was arranged so it's just like an updated version of the song or whatever but it's still got the same melody and shit
0: so yeah here is first mission
2: so that brings us to visuals uh how about you start us off this time what's your opinion on the visuals of this game
0: i liked them i mean that's definitely an upgrade from the psp uh i think they did a really good job of upgrading all the graphics and it looks i mean as close as you can get to uh remake graphics you know the the characters you know look, look like they would fit in there um
2: I thought it was the same engine. It's the same but engine. But maybe it's
0: not. I think it's the same engine, but they redid, redid the character models and everything from the original game. Okay. So, yeah, it's in the same engine. But, uh, yeah, so it looks, like, really, really good. Um, but, yeah, some of it, it's hallways, so that's kind of, like, a downer where it's, like, you have all this power and you go and give me a hallway for, like, all the missions. But I get it. It's, like, those aren't important. So like that, but even like, uh, the slums and stuff are kind of boring. Um, you know, I think the character like models and the portraits all are look really, really good. Uh, the summons look awesome. I like the, uh, I don't know, like the, even like the summon, like the way they look, I think they did a really good job with it. Like even the Moogle. You know, it kind of looks like Grover a little bit. I don't know. It looks cool. I just uh, was really into the way the the characters and everything looked. So uh, I really liked it. So to me, it's a four.
2: Just a four. Okay.
0: Oh, you? I think you think I should be higher.
2: Uh, I'm giving it at least a four point five personally. Oh wow! Uh, because yeah. you know, I'm only taking the 0.5 away because they reused some of the CGI. They, they did a weird thing where they I feel like they remade some of the cutscenes, and then they kept some of the other cutscenes from the original PSP game. And I don't know what the like why <laughs> they did that. Because unless the new unless the new the the good looking cutscenes or the CGI stuff is like actually new to the game. Uh, but like it, it's like weird because you'll have like. Uh, a cutscene that's like full like HD fidelity shit or whatever. And then like the next cutscene, it's like back to old school PSP graphic looking shit. Where like uh Zach doesn't look the same, like he looks pale, his hair's not uh like defined properly with the pixels or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, uh Okay, I'm not sure why they did this, but uh everything else looks fantastic. Like I don't you don't get to explore much. But uh, like the graphics for like the slums, the, everything looks dingy and gritty. When you go to those uh, like the caves, dungeons, areas, and the missions, it looks uh, like the water reflection is cool. Uh, like the the glows from like the crystals on the wall are, are a nice feature. Like uh, the, the though you have to go through a lot of the environments for like the missions, and you see them a lot, uh, they don't look bad.
0: I think the Buster Sword uh, looks awesome.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I know in like remake, the, it has like a lot of uh, the engine uses a lot of like whatever it, like they do to make the sword reflect like light really well and like shit like that. I don't remember if that's uh, in this one. Yeah,
0: it's definitely reflecting light.
2: Yeah, so it looks like fantastic. They did great stuff for the engine and stuff. I mean, you can't really uh, can't really go wrong with the visuals uh, in this game. I think except for the the weird CGI cutscenes that are fucked up sometimes. I think the game looks great. Although also I will say. I feel like Aerith's design is not as good. Like, she doesn't look as... Like, her sprite doesn't look as good as it does in, like, Remake for some reason. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Yeah. But, uh, all of there's like, my, my, my picky stuff.
0: I also want to... Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, like, the running, like, Zack actually looks like he's running, you know? We're, yeah. Like, when we're playing Star Ocean, it looks like they're constipated running. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't as good. That's
2: fair. Yeah, a lot of the animations in Starship were stilted and shit. Yeah. And they do that uh, whole like uh JRPG or anime thing where they do the same like emotions uh like uh, physical like movements to do the emotion a lot. Yeah. And I don't remember seeing any of that in this game. Like they're they do some of those uh like moving their arm emotion uh things, but it's not the same one over and over again. So That's nice. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, 4.5 for me. Pretty great. All right, moving on to music slash voice acting. Uh, The composer and arranger for this game is Takaharu Ishimoto. uh, And the game is fully voice acted. Uh, I only played in English, so I can't tell you how well the Japanese voice acting is. Uh, But did you only play in English as well? Yeah, okay. Uh, There's some controversy with I guess they replaced most of the voice actors. Mm -hmm. They they replaced the original.
0: They replaced them. They replaced them with all the uh, remake actors. Okay. So all the voice acting is all the same character, like voice actors from remake.
2: Yeah. I, I guess the big controversy is the new voice actor for Zach is not as good as the old voice actor for Zach. Yeah. Uh, I've never played the original, so I can't really say for sure. Like, what the hell is the difference? I, like, I listened to some comparison videos, and I guess like the original guy does sound more like manlier. Yeah. Not like a not, like teeny bopper sounding, I guess. Uh, but I feel like the music in general itself was pretty great and so was the voice acting there's nothing I really like cringed about or anything like that I guess like that's a big thing for English voice acting is like how cringed shit is but I don't think anybody did anything like bad uh, the music itself was fitting though I don't uh, as you, as it happens with modern gaming I don't really remember many of the songs that weren't uh, rip-offs from the original Final C7 because those were really good and uh, you have uh, like uh, nostalgia for yeah. those songs. If you played the original game, and to hear them again in this one, like updated, uh, they that kind of nostalgia hits you. So I can't say if like it's because the songs themselves are great, or it's because I have a uh, fondness for the songs. But you know, same result, I suppose. They're nice to listen to. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, for this, I will give it a four
0: uh yeah um i'm kind of a little bit lower on the uh voice acting i thought some of them weren't as good they kind of i don't know they felt like they're reading not acting Uh, a couple of them uh like genesis i don't know and zach wasn't great he was okay but maybe i just got used to him i don't know yeah uh cloud was okay Aerith. Aerith i think was a great however she is does a good job uh she's the like she's the one, like i said they're all from the original game or not the original but from all the ones from remake are the same characters i looked it up so even Seproth is the same i think he sounded good um but uh it was okay the music's uh yeah obviously good like the the og songs and then i do like the uh guitar- there's a lot of guitars in this one so there's like electric guitars and like acoustic guitar like songs um i'll i like most of them um so I'll, i'm also gonna give it a four uh i liked it a lot okay but yeah some and also like the voice acting like they didn't some of those they didn't have a lot to work with you know so i get that too
2: yeah it's like uh <laughs> Like reading like a B movie script or whatever, you're like, this is what I gotta read. uh okay, I will yeah. do the best I can. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Okay, uh, don't worry. Well, we'll be over this soon, so you get some sleep. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm fading. Uh,
2: all right, musical break number three. This is my pick. Uh, the song is called Conflict, and it's just a battle theme that plays occasionally in some of the missions. Uh, it's got some, like, uh, chanting, which I think is pretty cool. I always like chanting, and, uh, I think it's got some acoustic stuff, or maybe it's drum and bass. I can't remember if I'm mixing this up with something else, but I it sounded pretty cool, so that's why I'm picking it. Moving on to overall experience. As Brett would say, this is expectations versus reality. Uh, and I guess it applies here, but it's more like uh, how do you feel about it, I guess, afterwards? Uh, I, I, I suppose I'll go first. Right. I'll just say my overall experience was probably a three. It's not a bad game, but I don't think it's a great game either. Uh, I feel like a lot of people overhype it. Uh, especially if they played the PSP version and they're like, "Oh my god, this game's great!" Um, and I feel like it's one of the, it's one of those things where the people that played it, the the vast majority of them never played Final Fantasy VII to begin with. So when they played Crisis Core and uh, they got like the weird, like shit with Sephiroth and how badass he is and stuff like that, they're like, "Oh wow, this this is cool!" Uh, and they kind of like missed the original stuff. Where if you play the riddle, this is just like a supplementary story. And most of it, like we kind of said already, uh, fails to to land and misses the mark. Uh, But the good stuff is good stuff. The bad stuff is bad stuff. And uh, in general, uh, if I hadn't played all the missions, I probably would have rated this higher. But uh, that definitely dragged it down probably a full point for me. Because that shit just dragged ass, and I, I understand there's like a audience for that, but I am definitely not that audience.
0: Yeah, uh, I had a good time with this. Uh, I liked playing as Zack, and I liked the supplementary story because it tied into Final Fantasy VII. And when I first, then I have the I have the nostalgia for it because I played it when it first came out on PSP. So um i definitely get that feeling from it and i don't know I felt, controlling zach was like and being you know playing as a character uh i enjoyed it a lot uh, but yeah it's it's definitely got a lot of nostalgia and i have bias to it so but also forgive the 300 missions unlike you so i'm gonna give it a four um it's not like it's not a great amazing game but if you're already into the source material, you'll like it. Um, maybe you wouldn't like it at all if you don't. If you don't know anything about Final Fantasy Seven, you probably will hate this game, I guess, because you won't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, unless you like that kind of action gameplay, um, which is really. A, those missions are addicting at first. Uh, they are fun at first, but yeah, there are probably a hundred too many. Um, maybe 150. Maybe if they did it in half. Like, half the missions, you know, that's, like, what, probably shaves 10 hours off the game. You know, so...
2: Yeah, something like that. That'd be that'd be nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's take out... Like, some of it's, like, Hojo's, like, thing... Like, some... Yeah, some of them are just so just random, like, pe- filler, so...
2: Well, yeah, like, the Hojo stuff, it's, like, you beat a boss, and then it's, like, oh, Hojo mission, fight the boss again. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Except he's stronger now. Alright, and then like you win and you don't get shit. It's like, oh you got an elixir. Cool. <laughs> what the fuck did I just waste my time doing this shit for? Like this literally took a minute. Yeah. Like it's like it's only a minute, but at the same time it's like it's only a minute. Why what was the point?
0: Yeah, it takes me out of the immersion too, that's part of it. It's like you took me out of the game for this, but why? But yeah. Well I would just like to sum it all up, it's a good ge- like I was saying, it's a good game for anybody that likes Final Fantasy, or if you're a Final Fantasy fanboy, you'll love this. Uh, if you do not like Final Fantasy, you'll hate this. Uh, if you never played any Final Fantasy, you might be intrigued to play more, but you probably will be confused and frustrated about the story.
2: That's fair. Uh, I think I also personally am biased against all of the Final Fantasy seven. VII- compilation material bullshit because like they definitely milk the fuck out of it. Oh yeah. They and then, and then
0: they saw this as a cash cow and they like how much money can we keep because they don't have to keep like paying people for making up ideas. It's just like adding on to it.
2: Yeah. Also I guess like I've mentioned this before it bothers me that Final Fantasy 7 is the one JRPG that got all this acclaim, which uh I mean that's cool and all, but did like really- having conversations with people like at in, at the time of like growing up and everybody's like, Oh man, Final Fantasy VII is great. It's one of the best games ever. And I'm like No, it's not. I mean, it's okay. Have you played this one? And they're like, No, what the hell's that? I don't want to play that. It's not Final Fantasy. And I'm like it's like it's like poison the well, I guess, for people against other RPGs, which is not really a fault of the, the game itself, it's the fault of people in general. But at the same time, I'm like, there's so many great other like other great things out there that but this applies to everything and I'm also like a hipster about this kind of shit or like there's yeah. other shit
0: to me I look at it it's like it's, it's great it's uh Final Fantasy 7 is good for RPGs because it got so many other people that never played them into them which now is why we have so many like all these indies or uh, like really good RPGs out there because of Final Fantasy 7 that kind of like Burst open the door to make it cool. You know, before it wasn't. I think the cloud character was like, you know, 90s cool and that got like a lot of. made it okay to play video games, you know? Before it was kind of like you're a nerd. Right? And then Final Fantasy VII happened and it's like, oh, now it's cool to do it. And that kind of, yeah. that kind of expanded RPGs. Because there was like a. there was a time. Like, what was it? PlayStation 2 to 3? Where like. There not that many good RPGs out. No. And I think that's
2: no, It's like we got burnt. They got burnt out developing R- RPGs on PS One. They're like, well, let's do the easier shit. We don't want to write the stories.
0: Yeah, and then there's a be- like there's a time where it's like, when's the next like I remember there, I was like, when's the next RPG gonna come out? And it was like waiting for that kind of shit. And Final Fantasy VII kind of blew up in that. So. Yeah that's where i'm thankful for it. i mean yeah it's not as good as a lot of people like want to say it is i mean it's it's not bad but
2: it's a great game but it's not like the the pinnacle yeah in my opinion but you know we all have opinions yep
0: that's what we're doing right now given ours
2: (laughs) right (laughs) oh shit well moving on to replayability slash extra content then uh so as we've kind of mentioned already depending on how you play the game it can have a lot of replayability and a lot of extra content, or none at all, which is the, mainly the missions. Uh, I feel, uh, On the PSP version, correct me if I'm wrong, You ha- there was a chapter select, but in this one there's not. It's only New Game Plus, so you kind of pigeonholed into beating the like the main story every time, instead of being able to pick a chapter you want to replay. I don't... So I guess that'd be a negative.
0: Because I, I played, what was it, 15 years ago now? I played it. Fair. So I don't remember there's a chapter select. I didn't go back and kind of look at some of the... I looked at like the gameplay and I remember like how annoying it was to try to just get attack normally. You have to like move the thing over to hit the X button. It was it was weird. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, it was the for the I don't know, I lost my train of thought. <laughs>
2: well, I'll... I'll give replayability and extra content a three because there's like a lot of missions but they're not fun. <laughs> like we said, there's too many of them. Uh, it's plenty of extra content if that's what you're into. Like you want to just run through fucking missions and shit or whatever. There's plenty of that to do. Uh, you definitely get like an extra 30 hours of gameplay off of that at least.
0: And there's also New Game Plus.
2: Yeah. And then uh, there's like the little mini games and stuff. You can't do the mini games whenever you want but that's some extra stuff to do uh yeah a three for me i guess what about you
0: yeah three
2: okay uh anything else you want to add or we'll just move on to the last musical break
0: oh uh, yeah i don't think there's anything else to really add to that
2: awesome all right so what's the last song you picked
0: well uh i can't have a final fantasy seven uh Game without One Winged Angel, and this is this version of One Winged Angel. It's called The World's Enemy. Um, Some people say it's the best one. I I don't know. I can't. I think they're all good. I don't know what. I guess I'll have to listen to them all together to see the difference, but I think they all. I thought it was all the same song, but I guess there's differences. Did you know that?
2: Uh, I mean, it's a different song title, so I'm, I'm assuming there's differences. I don't really like know the songs too well no
0: yeah i'm, I'm just saying like one wing angel like there's like different versions of it it's like the one from five uh, seven different than uh, the, the remake which is different than
2: all i know is that it's like chanting and then they say sephiroth a lot and then it's <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah but they
0: say sephiroth
2: so like, <laughs> the way they say
0: sephiroth is so cool
2: <laughs> so well it's like a choir or whatever right so yeah
0: So yeah, here is the world's enemy.
2: Dokie, so i've made it this far as always thanks for listening Uh, so we're gonna have a little bit of uh closing the show out we got some listener questions because i asked asked ask the discord and people actually answered this time because i asked early enough uh gormk kt30 or uh kyle right yeah uh, asks where does this rank versus other FF seven spinoffs, movies, and remakes?
0: This is probably the best, uh, probably the best one, right? Well, not the rem- spinoffs
2: and stuff. Well, I mean, I feel like the FF seven right. remake itself is the best of this of that category because yes. they did a fantastic job with yes. that stuff. Some story oddities aside, whatever that they're doing with it. Yeah, so this uh, but two, this right? is a close second for yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
2: Like I'm not really a fan of Advent Children. I haven't watched the like the Before Crisis stuff. I haven't played anything else like in the FF Seven sphere. So all I really have is the remake this and Advent Children. Uh, and I was like not a fan of Advent Children really because I'm also not a fan of Final Fantasy Seven for the most part. So <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the, the second best, I guess. All right. Uh... Mick92 asks, "Mary fuck kill for Angeal, Zack and Genesis." I'll let you have this one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, definitely
0: kill uh, Genesis because he's annoying as fuck. Probably fuck Sephiroth, Mary Angeal. be the probably the way to go on that one. Well,
2: the, Zach was the option, not Sephiroth. Oh,
0: oh, oh! Sorry, I thought it was Sephiroth. Uh,
2: That'd be a better one, but you know. I probably got yeah, Zach instead. Yeah, I probably
0: marry Zach than fucking Jill then.
2: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, there has to be some stupid question like that, of course. Yeah. Uh, Anderson or that's me asks for a PSP game. Do you think it's better on the handheld or playing it on an actual console? And you kind of answered this already in there, uh, and you said that it's definitely remade better for the console.
0: I mean, look uh, at it. Having
2: not had. What's that?
0: I said, I mean, just look at the game. It looks awesome. It plays awesome. So,
2: yeah, clearly the remake, the remaster, or whatever you want to call this version is superior. So, I mean, if you, was, if you had the option, play this one, uh, if only because they made the combat smoother, apparently. So,
0: well, also like I remember, I had to get the like uh, there's like for the PSP, there's a way to hook it up to your TV, because like just looking at that small screen, like it's not not as good as just playing on the TV. For sure. So
2: that's fair. And for people like me that hate handheld, like, because my hands get cramped doing that, yeah. Uh, holding a controller is way superior. So uh, I think that wraps that up. Uh, so we kind of mentioned this earlier, but uh, the next game is uh, another pick of yours because this whole shit got f- way fucking out of order. Uh, and that is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to mention about that? I know you talked about it a little bit earlier, but... No, I mean... Like, the reason why you picked it? Just because it's a superhero shit?
0: Yeah. Uh, I was interested. Um, it's a different kind of story, like a darker story. So, uh, I think the story... So far, the story is just meh. It's not, like, anything groundbreaking or different. Like... Because I read the comic books, so I kn- like that's, like, the standard you know the high standard of that and this is definitely not like that standard so but okay. the gameplay is really fun so i'm enjoying that part of it sweet um any emails or anything
2: no i just checked no emails so that's sad if you do want to email us uh, you can do it so at rpgshow.podcast@gmail.com at gmail.com uh you can also check us out on discord uh you can click the link hopefully in the thing hopefully it's working still uh we did recently get a new member so i'm gonna call them out uh he's a little fucking weird his name is mr strange uh he's been in and said some stuff every now and then so that's cool we always get to have new blood in there yep uh can also do our amazon affiliate link which i think nobody uses so whatever that's there too <laughs> Uh, uh, we up
0: the uh, website pretty soon.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So we need you guys to buy a bunch of shit using the affiliate link so we could pay for the website I guess. <laughs> It's yeah. coming up. Uh, other than that, uh, have you done any video games and movie with Blaine recently? Or uh, it's, it's only been like two weeks since our last uh, podcast, so uh, I probably done not. One. I'm still trying to get through. Like we're watching
0: that Dragon Warrior anime. Oh, okay um but the i mean maybe it gets better but i'm trying i'm like i'm on the second episode It's just dragging ass for me so
2: damn that's not good it's it is this the the die one
0: it's like the one from like the 80s oh from the 80s okay it's like old old school like it was drawn by uh the guy that does dragon ball
2: oh character, uh, okay yeah <laughs>
0: So everyone looks like Goku. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: well, I mean, that's the original fucking. Uh, he's the artist for the Dragon Warrior shit, anyway, so it makes sense. Yep. So I mean, the music's
0: actually kind of good in it because it's all the Dragon Warrior music. It's like it's pretty. Uh, it's like you can hear it in the opening theme and stuff. But yeah, uh, still getting trying to get through that. Um, he well, how far, do you know how
2: far along Blaine is? Because I could suggest a better show that's based on Dragon Warrior if you guys would rather watch that.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know how far he is. Okay. I haven't talked to him.
2: It's a. I don't know if there's like an English translation, but it's called like Yusha Yoshihiko Tamao No Shiro. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, I guess it's the hero Yoshi, Shiko or something. But it's a it's a live action like spoof of Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest, and it's I watched like the first couple of episodes a long time ago, but it's fucking hilarious. Hmm.
0: Yeah, i thought that's a list. Yeah, he wanted to do it because he watched it as a kid and he liked it as a kid.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um And he said your next game is gonna mine uh next game's is Suns and yours is probably gonna be
2: Chain Echoes. The Chained Echoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I don't really want to pick it. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like gotta ride that popularity wave, I guess, while we can. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, like, like I don't want to play the game. It's just like, I was like, fuck, I wanted to play some other shit for the show. But it is what it is.
0: Don't worry, I'll pick up my next one. My next pick's going to be a classic. Oh, okay. So I'm going to pick in Five as my next one.
2: Got it. Well, good to know. That's another 70 fucking hour experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. It's going to suck when they put out the Suikoden uh, 1 and 2 collection, and then they start pumping out fucking 3, 4, and 5 with trophies.
0: I know, but I want to f- play 5 before Iodin uh, Chronicles comes out, because I want to compare them.
2: Okay. I don't feel like it'd be a good comparison, if only because Iodin's uh, more based around the first two, anyway. Yeah. But I thought 5 was more like just...
0: 1 and 2 than 3 and 4.
2: Uh, Well, kind of, but it's got like the modern at the time it had modern uh like stuff you know like uh systems graphics. and whatever oh, well yeah and 3d graphics and uh but you know yeah the war uh, system is more advanced because it's like you've played it before right what five five
0: yeah i played five when it first came out i, re- yes. so I rented it for um like weeks like I think it's ran it for like a month in a row, and then I didn't beat it, and then I think I bought it like ten years later or something like that to beat it. Okay. So I like but the story is all like not I don't remember any of it because I I played it so like broken up. Yeah. I remember parts of it, and I remember like, was it Jeff, Geoff? They got the patch on his eye. Yeah. George. 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 It's like gorge. George Prime yeah yeah that's what it was so I remember him and like his eye patch was like not real I don't know he had that thing where the eye... I think the eye patch like he he didn't he he had his eye the whole time
2: yeah he's... he just uh he's too it's one of those things where he's too strong so he like handicaps himself or whatever yeah. <laughs> fights the only one eye or some bullshit
0: right because it's like I think in the original Sukaden he has the eye patch on the different eye or something that's how they explain I it I
2: think so yeah
0: yeah Anyways, uh...
2: good shit. Well, that'd be a good game to play. It'd be nice to play that.
0: Because, uh, we got some... We got some <laughs> games coming up this year that's gonna be hard to, like, not pick them.
2: Uh, well, what other ones are you thinking about, then?
0: Well, I got Trails uh, coming out. In March. Oh, yeah, it's your... So I'll probably... Uh, that'll probably be my pick after that. We got Ildin Chronicles. I don't know when that's coming out yet.
2: Uh... Definitely this year... We <laughs> get uh, another
0: Trails game after that, then like the end of the year.
2: Uh, I might have to pass on that one because I still haven't played fucking the Cold Steel shit. So, oh yeah, maybe that, that'll really fucking ruin it for me. <laughs> Playing, uh, was it Ruppery, right? Because that's like yeah. in between. That's at the end of all this this whole uh, saga or whatever, right? Yeah, you played Steel One and Two, right? Uh, I played half of two, and then I moved here and just haven't gone back into it or whatever. Also I like I missed a chest or some bullshit, so that pissed me off.
0: <laughs> oh shit. That's the worst.
2: Uh I am trying to find out when I eat and it's not announced yet, I guess, the actual date.
0: Yeah, so it could be the it could be next year. I mean, maybe <clears throat> pushed back.
2: Well no, it's definitely they said it was definitely this year, but they just haven't given it an actual date yet, I think. Hmm. Uh, because uh that's why Konami's putting out the Swicken Collection, because they're trying to compete with uh, you didn't steal fucking uh, sales I guess or whatever. You know I'm
0: definitely gonna play those because I want to get a platinum in that game. Hell yeah! So might just do a short game one on that and how, how it's you know different
2: or something. that was better or whatever. Yeah, we could like play them both and then be like, all right, here's a little fucking like uh, episode about the comparison between so we get a one and two original and remaster. But I think you can also use the default like the original settings with the remaster version, like the graphics or whatever, mm-hmm. but I guess we'll see. Gotcha. Uh, well, alrighty. Uh, you can also listen to Blaine and James on the Is It Worth It podcast. Um, and I think that wraps it up. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we go? Nope. Okay, well, as always, everybody, thanks for listening, and until next time, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.